Oh, is it my turn to speak? Welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show Studio Edition. After uh, you know, think while it's still legal. That's my T-shirt from the Red Pill Expo. Uh, just getting back from uh, Des Moines, Iowa. We had a great, great weekend. Again, shout out and thank you to Joni Abbott who made so much possible. A lot of the interviews I was able to get, including with her, we had such a great time. And shout out to Ed Griffin and so many of uh, my friends there that put that thing together, that support it, that are there exhibiting or speaking and or speaking. And what an amazing event. I'm still, uh, I don't know that I've fully uh, gotten the rest that I want, <laughs> but somehow we'll make it through. Uh, so we're going to uh, crank it up on a great broadcast. we got Dr. Shannon Croner joining us in hour one. And I don't know if you've seen her new book through Skyhorse, I'm Unvaccinated and That's Okay. And it's a great illustrated uh, book, I think, especially for kids, but I think adults could have that as well. And we'll learn more about why she did the book. I kind of think I know why, but I'm glad she did. So that's coming up. And then we're going to get a little technological with Cyrus Noriala, founder and CEO of CyWest, CY, CyWest Communications. Uh, and perhaps there's somebody taking on the big bad guys in telecommunications and, uh, I don't know, cloud-based technologies. I want to learn about that. And maybe many of you guys and gals who run businesses out there might consider what he's talking about. So there's that. And uh, we got to talk Ozempic. We got to talk, uh, take your kids out of Rutgers University before it's too late. And a whole lot more. We do have questions of the day, at least one coming in about uh, cancer. And uh, tell your friends, the place for health, freedom, and healing liberty is right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, robertscottbell.com. All right, Super Don, yeah, go ahead and press play. Go ahead. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, let's start a show, shall we? It feels like Monday to me because I just got back, but we did a show Monday, and it was awesome. If you guys missed it, uh, Dr. Brian Artis was on there, and uh, I, I can't even keep up with who was on the show, honestly. I know that uh, Joni Abbott was with me as well. Oh, Joe Bannister. How cool was that? Remember that film from Freedom to Fascism? America from Freedom? That was, uh, God, that goes way back. Uh, just some of the stories that we got to tell, and he got to tell as well. Uh, Y'all... And good times at the Red Pill Expo. When I find out when and where the next one is, I hope to hope y'all can be there too. And for those of you who watched it online or anywhere and are joining me for the first time live on the Robert Scott Bell Show, welcome. Two hours a day, five days a week with an additional Sunday conversation, an hour on Sundays. And that's all here at robertscottbell.com where you can sign up for the newsletter by, I don't know, just show up. It's robertscottbell.com. It'll go pop up. Hello. Help us defeat censorship and just enter your email address. I think it's that simple. Super Don can remind me if it's that simple. I hope it is. I, I've been, you know, I got back and there was all kinds of crazy internet issues. And, uh, you know, some of these ISPs, we don't have a lot of options on ISPs. And I think it's an inter internet service provider, if I remember the technical name for ISPs. And it's still Comcast slash Xfinity, which is yeah, always fun to deal with. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to deal with them now because they've throttled my upload speeds. And hopefully that doesn't affect our show today. In fact, I'm texting them right now. And uh, it's funny. Um, I'm going to show you this. Super Don, you saw this uh, when we were on break. I decided to do the chat, text chat version because I could be on the phone talking to them while I'm doing this. And their, their opening salvo 
is like, look at, there's six hearts in it. I'm like, what kind of customer service does hearts, sends hearts? Like, are, I, I don't, I'm just trying to make sense of what that's all about. Well, you know, there's been a labor shortage. So they, they must have uh, stopped by the local junior high school and, and uh, recruited some kids to do tech support, I guess. I don't know what else to say, but it's just uh, it's strange. It's just rather strange. I don't think I've ever gotten a text from tech support with hearts in it before. That's Yeah, I think that... That's, uh, that's different. Sometimes, you know, you cross over into Instagram territory. Who's getting the most <laughs> likes? A little hashtag here and now a heart emoji. Surprised they didn't send you a little picture of themselves. Comcast. I'm glad that they didn't. Right. So anyway, if I'm distracted today, it could be because of Internet stuff. But hopefully we're okay <clears throat> uh, going out to the world today. That's my plan anyway. I got to find out if Dr. Shannon Croner has a, um, what do you call this thing, Twitter? Because I usually tweet out when we start the show, hey, we're on, we're live. And I like to yeah. include people that are on the show. Um, so yeah, if Shannon has one, just top type it in the private chat so I can add you in. And maybe I, I just don't know the, the I got to figure this stuff out. I should probably do this before the show, but today, maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> it's been wild and woolly and crazy. There is at, at, at Dr. Shannon. Let's see. S H N N O N Kroner. Oh, I got a double at that'll mess you up. Yeah. It's probably something right, I'll well, get from, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go change the oil on my car here. <laughs> I got it. I want to make welcome sure to the Robert like Scott Bell show. Yes. Yeah, and there we go. So this is the informal version of the Robert Scott Bell show because why not? It's my show. I get to do it however I want to. And oh, I see. And I'm not punchy McStuffins today from lack of sleep. I'm actually pretty mellow. I just I, I'm in kind of awe of what just happened, how it happened, how all of these things in life are orchestrated. You know, we can make plans and and then God laughs that kind of thing. But you know, the funny is that it was really uh, an amazing weekend. I don't, you probably didn't get to see much of it other than we were connected a little bit to do some recording over the weekend from um, Des Moines. But, dude, it was a lot a lot of fun hanging out with Brian Artis. I got to say, the guy has got just the funny goes through him. In the midst of all his sciencing and, and investment of time to go into the peer-reviewed literature and the pharmaceutical literature and all of that and bring it on out in a, in a coherent uh, presentation. It's astonishing what he does, but it also makes you laugh a lot, which to me is the, uh, the essence super Don, you know, when we talk about people who you, you just got to wonder about them. You're like, you know, maybe some good there, but there's something off. And it's usually what's off is they have no sense of humor. And mm. that immediately is like, um, I'm steering clear of that in the midst of all the disasters that do occur regularly on this planet that we're on, if we cannot find funny, if we cannot find humor, uh, you know, what is life? What is life? How can we tolerate, you know, how tolerable? And, and that, that reminds me of the time when you were going so heavy into the medical kidnapping issue and we were doing shows on it all of the time. Remember how heavy that got for you? We, we can't stay in that heavy. I just like you ask, how do you yeah, survive Yeah, it was too much. Yeah, it yeah. was too much. And, too much. and so we got to find the lightness. Now, um, Part of what I see with Dr. Shannon Croner's new book is kind of fun because it's kind of cartoony, lively, colorful, all of that. Uh, um, a book that probably adults will benefit from. She said, I know she sent it to me. I haven't seen it. It might be packaged because I was gone for five days and could be on the front stoop. I don't know. Is there such a thing as a front the stoop? The front anymore? stoop? Is there such a thing as a front stoop? Who calls stoop? it a stoop anymore? <laughs> is it not a stoop anymore? A stoop? So I need a I need an emoji for stoop that makes sense because I, I, I maybe it was left on the credenza. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just perhaps it was sat down somewhere in the Davenport. Stoop. 
the Davenport? <laughs> oh my oh goodness, my. the oh. stoop. I am just multi. Where do you live? Here. Like Alabama or something? It, well, George, I used to anyway. Stoop. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard in the 18 years I've known you, I've never ever heard you refer to the porch as the stoop. Well, isn't we call it a front step, maybe? Or a balcony or a what? I, I got to figure out all the names right here. You know, English. All right. Is, well, you got three minutes to, to cover the opening story now. I do. Okay. Let's jump into it. Ozempic. <laughs> Ozempic. Ozempic settles the obesity debate. According to uh, this is a Wall Street Journal article. It's biology over willpower. Oh, what you a shock. Are, you are powerless. You are powerless. Your biology rules. Now, hmm. there is evidence, as I've argued, that uh, obesity is related to your biology. Duh. <laughs> but is it completely reliant upon it? And, and, and is it untenable? Can it not be overcome unless we manipulate you with synthetic chemicals injected or ingested uh, by the pharmaceutical church or, or cult uh, that approves these things that are all toxic and all poisonous and all side effects that are all direct effects that they market differently depending on what they want to I want to know how much it costs uh, mm -hmm. to get this article on, on or you know, what, what is the process you have to go through to get your article in the Wall Street Journal? Yeah. It is so obvious when you read this mm -hmm. that this is written by somebody who is wanting to try and make sure that people understand that, that the only way that you can lose weight is to use Ozempic. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. This, the success of the powerful new class of diabetes and weight loss drugs, which, by the way, mm -hmm. Ozempic was a diabetes not drug. A weight loss drug. Yeah, it was it's, not a weight loss drug it's it's until effect. people started going, "Oh, look, I'm losing weight." They went, oh, "Hold on a second, this yes. is now a weight loss drug, right?" Do you see what I? What did I say last week? You did a little snippet. Uh, out the, clip of the, the clip of the day. Yeah, the clip of the day. Where I said, "Here's what they do: they find the direct effect they want, they market it. Everything else becomes a side effect until they find the side effect that's better than the direct effect that they marketed, and then they remarket the side effect as a direct effect, and then relegate the direct effect to a side effect. I'm, that's, I, that's how that's how Viagra came exactly. about. Exactly, yeah, and this exactly is how they're thing. getting Ozempic into everybody's arms or butts, right. or wherever they're injecting. This but I mean, stuff. look at how this is written, right? Yeah. The success of the powerful new class of diabetes and weight loss drugs shows how important chemistry is mm -hmm. to determining a person's weight. Yeah. Well, chemistry. Okay, well, the thing is, they don't talk about the biochemical processes that are reliant upon what? Key vitamins, minerals, trace elements, fats, proteins, etc., and that's where they uh, want you to kind of slide a hand. Ignore that part of what we're talking about. The chemistry we're talking about is that we can manipulate your chemistry with injectable drugs that'll cost you a thousand a month or a lot less now because a lot more offering it for cheaper. But still, the idea that the only way you can lose weight is to be injected and then have Ozempic face and Ozempic butt and you can lock up your uh, your uh, stomach to, to become completely non-functional. And paralyzed, course, you, yeah. yeah. Paralyze your stomach. You want you want to lose weight? Yes. Paralyze violent your diarrhea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hair loss. You, you the, suicidal tendencies. Comedians make jokes about all of these things, and here we are talking <laughs> about it. And the Wall Street Journal is editorializing on it because why? These articles are written by public relations agents, or probably Chat GPT versions of it now, because the the papers of record, so to speak have become basically glorified advertisements or advertisements for products. Now, what products? The products that they are 
well, advertised. Uh, the companies that advertise. Remember, 50, 60, 70, 80% of all ad revenue coming through mainstream news cycles is from big pharma. So they get very favorable press. And then anything that would compete with Ozempic say, hey, how about some uh, glucose tolerance factor chromium? Let's get some chromium vanadium in you and follow on blood sugar management levels coming back into norm and also cravings associated with hypoglycemia goes away. A lot of addiction behaviors go away. And I'm not saying that's alone critical enough for everybody, but that alone will significantly reduce the abnormal cravings, the uncontrollable cravings associated with a lot of people that are in this, uh, I can't lose weight. So just cut my stomach, staple my stomach. Oh, you don't have to inject me with Ozempic. Maybe it gets paralyzed anyway, but maybe not. I'm willing to risk it because that's, that's how badly I want to lose this weight. And I'm not saying that people don't really want to lose weight, but I am saying that modern medicine's sick and twisted methods to do so. Some would argue, oh, it's, but it's compassionate, Robert. They've tried everything. Oh, really? They've tried detoxifying their liver, coffee enemas, hydrating more efficiently with clean water, including that which contains molecular hydrogen to counteract inflammatory cascades. They have enhanced uh, what selenium levels in the body to protect cellular integrity and also facilitate detox processes. Have they stopped putting toxic food, genetically engineered pesticide-laden food in their bellies? Oh, no, no, they haven't done any of that, but they've tried everything else. Just get the shot. Right. Shut up and get the shot. You can hear that. But not a this time, not a vaccine. This time, a shot of Ozempic. I wonder if uh, Dr. Shannon Croner is going to have to write the next book on that. It's OK to not get shot up with Ozempic kids. I don't know if that's the next book, but we'll ask her. Let's bring her in right now. Dr. Shannon Croner is back on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Doctorate in clinical psychology, master's in special education with a focus in educational therapy, bachelor's in English. Good. She can correct my English. <laughs> She's been working with special needs families for a long time. And our doctoral dissertation, Childhood Vaccinations, the Development of an Educational Manual. It's a great thing, as well as this new book, The Unvaccinated. I'm unvaccinated, and that's okay. My kids are not vaccinated. I don't know how to unvaccinate Shannon, but welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hi, how are you? <laughs> you can see I'm a little ornery. I don't know. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on today. Uh, it's wonderful to have you on today or any day. You're always welcome here. The things that you do are extraordinary, and I'm greatly appreciative of uh, the book you put out, and I can't wait to get into it. I know it's probably here on my stoop. <laughs> Super Don has made fun of me already. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I sent it to you about a week ago, so you should have. Uh, it's somewhere. Yeah, it's somewhere. I'll find it. But okay. I see great pictures. You've got great endorsements, including from Isai Morales, who is the villain in the latest Tom Cruise flick. He's great in it, by the way, but a wonderful, wonderful man of integrity. Also, Rob Schneider and so many others. And you've got a lot of endorsements coming through. Um, yeah. This is, this is a, was this a book that you thought, it just there's nothing on the market like it especially for these kids that, you know, feel all alone if they're one of the few, the smaller percentage that have never been injected. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is, is that we have a whole new generation of, you know, quote, unvaccinated kids now that kids have not gotten the COVID vaccine. Mm -hmm. And so many of those kids were kind of pushed aside or ostracized or told that they couldn't come to Christmas dinner and, you know, uninvited to birthday parties and things like that. that if they do come, they'll kill grandma. I mean, exactly. They, that's yeah. what they were told. They were literally told that they uh, will put grandparents and friends and family and everybody at risk. And so this book was written as a result of 
Well, it's actually as a result of all the freedom fighting I've been doing over so many years, uh, being in California where we have, we've lost our religious and personal belief exemptions back in 2015. And then we lost our medical exemptions in 2019. And then with the lockdowns and everything crazy that we saw in, uh, during COVID that this book is a, it's a result of that. So I have a copy right here Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. And it's getting some amazing, it's getting really some amazing support from some celebrities. I actually, uh, actually just received a phone call. Oh, oh look, look, look there it is. Speak of the book. <laughs> I have it super Don. off my stoop out of my honey's arm. She, she brought it down to the studio. Ah, thank you. It's a, it's a hardback. It's very nice. Uh, again, I'm looking at it. It's beautifully illustrated here. Look at this. This is gorgeous. And uh, you found a great illustrator. Who is this illustrated by Manfred Calderon? Yeah. So I actually found him online um, wow. on Fiverr. Yeah. And before oh. I, before I even found an illustrator that I liked, I, you know, interviewed all of them. I reached out to like, maybe, I don't know, a handful of different illustrators on Fiverr from all around the world. And first I asked them about the vaccine issue. Would it be okay? Are they comfortable Mm-hmm. you know, illustrating a book that revolves around an unvaccinated child and that that is okay. And, you know, some got back to me, some didn't. Manfred got back to me, said, that's fine. You know, he believes in choice. Hmm. And um, we went from there and he did an amazing, a really amazing job. He's actually from Costa Rica. He lives in Costa Rica. We never, like, everything was, all of our correspondence was actually through Fiverr for the entire year. And then once the book was published and printed, I actually flew to Costa Rica and met him in person. So wow. that was really fun. You know, I, I think of that uh, uh, service Fiverr. Yeah, I mean, it used to be like, I don't know, five bucks to do anything or something like that. But I mean, to find an illustrator of this quality for an entire book through, through yeah. that. Wow. Well, it wasn't $5, but <laughs> no, I know it wasn't, but I'm just saying that it's pretty amazing. The, I guess they call it a bit of a gig economy to be able to uh, link up that way, maybe bypass a lot of things and find somebody. Of, yeah. Of it was a great service. Uh, it was excellent. Yeah. Like I really highly recommend people use Fiverr to find illustrators and artists and whatever they do. Even there's people who do voiceovers and stuff like that yep. on there. Yeah. Super Don knows all about that. That's really cool. But um, so again, this, this book really timely because, uh, for much of uh, my broadcast career since 1999, we've been in the smallest of minorities speaking out on the issue of vaccination, of course, for choice. I'm very overtly opposed to these injections because I know what they are. I know what they do. I'm not afraid of being called anti-vaxxer, uh, because I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, as Dr. Batar, my dearly departed friend, you should say, I'm not you know, we're, we're anti-stupid, really, when it comes down to injecting these toxic poisons. They don't make sense. And the more you look at the history of it, the more absurd it becomes and the more embarrassed I am for doctors and pharmacists and nurses and PhDs that have bought into this myth. Now, I'm not saying I never did. I did. I was raised pharmaceutically and medically. But when I got a, my awakening, it was an extraordinary thing. I, I suddenly learned of a medicine that I'd never heard of my entire life called homeopathy at the age of 24 which uh, pre-existed modern allopathic medicine by a long ways. And uh, in many ways, it, you know, seemingly the antithesis of what they do by poisoning you back to health, which is absurdity. Uh, so they erased the history of medicine in America. 
And then we were just brought up in the 20th century to believe it's always been about white lab coats and stethoscopes and injections and jo- and drugs. And so they really colored our world for the worse, not for the better. And we're finally through COVID, I believe, figuring it out faster than ever before. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I could have never brought this book out a couple of years ago. And uh, my own journey to, you know, discovering the dangers of vaccines. <clears throat> I've been working with kids since 2001. And uh, I've been working with kids who, you know, special needs, uh, kids and families. And I got my first, like, you know, real true eye-opening experience was when, in my early 20s working as a floor-time therapist with children who had autism. Mm-hmm. And um, when I would do an intake with those families, I would hear the same thing. You know, I would do an intake and ask uh, if their pregnancy was healthy, if their labor and delivery was healthy, if the child was meeting the certain normal milestones. And all their answers were like, yes, normal pregnancy, you know, normal, healthy delivery, healthy. The child was developing on schedule, meeting milestones. And then something changed after vaccine or several vaccines. And uh, those once healthy children became unhealthy and became lost their speech, lost the ability to make eye contact. And, um, and I kept hearing the same story over and over again, that they were a healthy child, that something changed after vaccines. And, you know, that whole experience of hearing that over and over again from families is really kind of like what started my uh, awakening to the dangers of vaccines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have two kids, 23 and 18. I know they're adults technically, but they're kids. And uh, thank God I, you know, was uh, made aware of this issue and my wife as well. Before we had kids, we worked very hard to be able to be healthy enough to have kids to undo the damage of modern medicine for both of us. And there are always challenges, but my gosh, to give these kids a chance that uh, many kids never got the chance. You know, we see so many kids, especially since the 1986 act, particularly in the 1990s when the schedule exploded because uh, it was just four or five or maybe six at the time I was a kid uh, to, you know, dozens of shots in terms of antigens, well over 70. And that doesn't include all of the additives and the preservatives and the, uh, you know, uh, uh, excipients and the genetic material and then we go into the antagonistics uh, and uh, it's just an absolute disaster mess i say these things like why do i why do any of us have to even say this it's like we've just blindly accepted that injecting this stuff that you have no earthly idea what it is until you do and then you go what i wouldn't put that in my baby's bottle to drink and and here we are all these years later and finally uh even though not everybody is is hip to this here i'm talking really ancient language now uh, but we really are at a point where it's not 3% of the people asking questions about vaccines. In fact, doctors, PhDs, pharmacists, and nurses are all asking questions, not only because of and about the COVID injections, but looking back into those previous incarnations of vaccinations before. So they've done it to themselves in terms of overreach. The yeah. hype, the, the overpushing, the mandating is really backfired on them. Definitely. And I've actually included all of that in this book about the different ingredients. Um, This book is really, it's a great place. So yes, it's a children's book, but it's really meant like when I wrote it and I had it all in mind was really meant for parent and child to sit together and discover um, all the things about vaccines that people should be questioning. And then 
answer those the questions that a child may have about why their parent has chosen not to vaccinate them. And, um, you know, the book, it covers everything about how, you know, the, the crazy vaccine schedule. Today, a child is, you know, required, recommended by the CDC to get almost 100 vaccines, yeah. 100 doses of 17 vaccines. And now that the COVID vaccine has been added to the schedule, it really is. It's almost, it's around 100. Yeah, and, um, you know, and then I've also included the fact that there is no liability uh, in any vaccines. Look at that. I'm on the page. Uh, I don't I don't know what page number it is, but you got glossary. I've got a glossary. And, and they're to all like, fun and easy to read with your kids about that, including the, you know, the various uh, subjects. And, and you said liability is there. You yeah. You, organic. What does that refer to? Pig gelatin, toxin, injury, insert, immune system. I mean, this autism, you go into antibiotics, aluminum. I mean, this is all alphabetical. What a simple and beautiful way to do this. Uh, just did you wake up one one day with from a dream and said, I need to do this, this book? How did this happen? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we um, well, to be honest with you, I actually wrote it years ago. I wrote parts of it years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I've worked with children my entire life. I have my own children. I love children's books. I have a huge children's book library in my own house. And um, I've kind of always wanted to write a children's book. And there's really no literature out there for children on this subject. And so once kind of COVID died down, and um, so pre-COVID in 2019, I started a nonprofit organization called For Us, Freedom of Religion United Solutions. And that was when SB 276 in California passed and we lost our medical exemptions. And when that happened, I really knew that adult mandates were coming. I didn't know how, I had no idea there was gonna be a pandemic. And so throughout the pandemic, uh, my organization was, we were already set to give religious exemptions. And so throughout the pandemic, we helped tens of thousands of people get a religious exemption from vaccines to help them keep their jobs and stay in college and, and things like that. Once the world kind of started to go back to normal and not so many people needed uh, religious exemptions, I was kind of, I had this one aha moment this day of like, all right, well, people don't need religious exemptions as much right now. So what am I going to do? I still need to be in this fight. And I kept hearing that because of the pandemic, there are so many children that missed their wellness visits so mm -hmm. that childhood vaccines we're actually at an all-time low. Yeah. And I started to think about how, well, now that they're at an all-time low, people are, it, one, people are questioning childhood vaccines now as yes. a result of the COVID rollout. And two, if so many children are not getting their childhood vaccines, what does that mean that the government's going to do next? What kind of staged whatever they're going to, you know, is it yeah, going to be a measles the outbreak Disneyland, or measles or something else to, to get people back in and say, Oh, those anti-vaxxers. But I think it's different this time because it, it was a very small percentage of us. Now it's not just a few, right? <laughs> it's a, a, arguably a significant majority have questions about one, some, many, or all at this yeah, point. And that's, and that's true. And, and, you know, even those who did get the COVID vaccine are now regretting having gotten the COVID vaccine. Um, people are seeing so many deaths, even in children, all these like heart attacks that are happening in, among child athletes and things that people are really waking up. And so, you know, um, 
after the pandemic, if people start to get life, start to get back to normal, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to write, finish this book, have it illustrated. And here we are today. And now the book is, it was released on July 18th. And mm. within two weeks, it sold out everywhere. That's awesome. It actually, it's, it was, it's, it's sold on, it's being sold on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's being sold on Barnes and Noble and really every, every major book selling website was even in target. Yeah. And, um, within two weeks, it completely sold out the first 5,000 copies that were distributed completely sold out. And the reason is, is because, you know, um, the publisher did not anticipate that people would be buying more than one copy. And most people, they buy a book, they buy one copy, you oh, know, they're giving this away as gifts. Aren't this they? book people yeah. I've been getting so many, um, you know, emails. And even when I do book signings, mm-hmm. um, people are buying, you know, sometimes three, four, five at a time because yeah. they're giving them to their teachers, to their children's teachers, the classrooms, they're donating nice. one to, a, to their local library. They're giving them to their pediatrician. They're giving, putting them in their chiropractor's office. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, and they're, I've heard this is like the number one new, uh, baby shower gift that wow. I've gotten so many emails from people saying that, Oh, I have a baby shower coming up and I'm giving them your book. And so, you know, really it's, people are buying many at a time and that's why it's totally sold out everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will be back in stock very soon though. I've heard that today the books actually got shipped to the distributor. So Excellent. they should be back in stock within, within about the next, this week. So hopefully by I the end wonder, of the week. Hey, super Don, how long do you think it is before Ho 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 Tez files a complaint with Amazon that this book is sold more than his? Uh, you know how he's, <laughs> he gets a little butthurt. About I guarantee that. it won't take long. He'll yeah. Why is this? I mean, this is like corrupting the minds of little people. Because he's coming out. I don't know. Actually, you know what? That's, this is very funny that you should mention this. He's got a new book coming out. I have to go see mm-hmm. whether it's come out or not. The Rise of Anti-Science. Do you think uh, that he'll is, come on this show? We can interview him about Wouldn't it? that just be great <laughs> if Shannon's book just buried his book again? Yeah. Because this, well, this, yeah. this, this is what he, he was whining about when he was on the Joe Rogan show. Mm-hmm. was about, oh, God, these anti-vaxxers, right? they're writing their books, and they have like 10 books that are more popular than mine. It's like, maybe it's because your book sucks. Could it be that your book sucks, maybe? And that's why it's not doing, oh, no, it's the anti-vaxxers, anti-science. So, yeah, I got to go see. That, well, I'll just, tell you, the, the book, mm-hmm. within within 24 hours of me announcing, so I announced the pre-sales of the book on Mother's Day of this mm-hmm. year. And within 24 hours, it was already like shot up to the top was like number one in several different categories on Amazon. And um, then once it went on sale, like on when once it was being sold on uh, July 18th, it made it to number four of all new children's books on Amazon. So it's been in the top one category on in several mm. different subjects yeah. one of them one of them being vaccinations um and so yeah i mean people want this book and it's really interesting i'm really not getting much pushback mm-hmm. um i was That's expecting different. yeah i was expecting all the trolls to come out and harass me and and things like that but i the book is getting so much support 
And uh, there's, you know, a couple people have given it a negative review, but they're not like verified buyers. Right. And it will say that next to their name that like mm. the, the ones who've actually bought the book get like a label on, on their Amazon purchase. It says verified purchase. Mm-hmm. And they've left, you know, uh, there's, those are all five star reviews. And then there's the nice. trolls that will leave like a one star review star, and they're course. not attacking the book because they haven't even seen it. Right, they haven't yeah. read it. They didn't buy it. They're attacking me. And, um, but really the support for this book is just, it's absolutely incredible. And, mm-hmm. and you mentioned earlier about some of the celebrities that are supporting it. And, um, one person I don't have a picture of on my website is I just received a phone call a few days ago from Ted Nugent which was like really exciting. He left me this really awesome voicemail uh, Mm -hmm. in support of the book. He loves it. So yeah, I mean, it's really the, it's such a positive thing and people, I think people are just a way more awake than they've ever been before Mm. to vaccines and and the dangers and the risks and, you know, and what's going on. That is evidence right there. And the fact that you've sold so, so much, it's sold so well uh, belies the the history of book selling was that you need to appear on mainstream news articles uh, like New York Times and uh, we t- mentioned Wall Street Journal earlier or and or television shows the morning shows the twenty four hour news networks and I don't know that any of them have reached out to you to do interviews. No, I've done a I've done a ton of podcasts, ton of podcasts, lots of interviews, lots of radio shows. Mm-hmm. Nothing totally mainstream yet. <laughs> yeah, but that tells you the power of the new media to have Definitely. a book sell so well without having any positive press or any press at all in what we call the old media, legacy media, or mainstream um, uh, news cycle. Uh, that's, again, another layer of where have people directed their attention? Where is their media consumption habits? How has it changed? They don't trust the media. Yeah, there are certain segments of the population that still get it. As I, I joke about this now, it's a sad joke, but people who watch MSNBC, they don't even know Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is running for president. That's how bizarre the, the media is in terms of, well, let's just pretend he doesn't exist. If you're a liberal, you don't even know he's running as a Democrat or running at all. Uh, and that's something that uh, uh, we are overcoming by what? Just continuing to communicate, not looking that in any way, shape or form, we need them to get the message out anymore. And that's, yeah. again, that's a, they're squirming big time for trying to figure this thing out. They tried to censor us and they have in certain platforms have, have shut us down like YouTube and Spotify and LinkedIn, but we're, we're still going out on a lot of places that they, they have not shut down. They'd have to shut down the whole internet at this point. And uh, you know, their moves to censorship have been called out in Congress. Now um, it's not as uh, easy or smooth sailing as they once had. Yeah, definitely. And, you you actually mentioned LinkedIn, and for for those listeners who know, um, are are you familiar with the CDC whistleblower from like Vaxed? Uh, of course, covered right. extensively. Yes. Okay, so he actually t- like commented. I posted my book on LinkedIn, and you didn't and get banned. No, not yet. I posted oh, my man. book not, on. Hope you uh, don't, but yeah. I hope not. I mean, I've been banned from uh, Instagram. I had to create a new account for that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, William Thompson actually uh, commented on my post about my book in support of it. Wow. And so that's there on, on LinkedIn. That was really exciting because he's been really quiet ever since mm. that yeah. whole drama with him and Baxed and all that. That is wild. All right. Now, English. I got to ask you English question. 
Mm-hmm. Help me. Maybe I'm a stickler, but this word unvaccinated bothers me. Not because you're using yes. it or anybody. It just, no, I know. It's, it's like, it's the vernacular. I understand it's the accepted way we've been using it for so long. But if I'm a stickler for the language, my kids are not unvaccinated. They've never been vaccinated. So they're not vaccinated. And as a homeopath, I try to undo the damage from vaccines, but I can't unvaccinate them even with nozos or homeopathic versions of the vaccines uh, administered. So do we need to push back on that? Or is that just a battle? I'm tilting at windmills. It's silly. I just, just let it no, go. So I've actually gotten that comment from several mm-hmm. people. You were not the first. Um, I used the word unvaccinated because that's what the public knows. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's the term yeah. that people know. And it's the easiest, you know, I wanted to be able to connect with people on the, you know, the masses mm-hmm. and on that level, People know the word unvaccinated versus vaccinated. And mm-hmm. that's why I chose the word unvaccinated. To- I totally because, get it. And that's what I you figured. Know, people but, know it. So but you did, and, then, and another thing is you said, mm-hmm. speaking of the English language, I will say mm-hmm. that the book is actually coming out in Spanish in um, a few months, uh-huh. probably like mid to late October. I um, had the illustrator. Uh, he's bilingual. And so I had him translate the whole book into Spanish. And so the Through publishing. Fiverr. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I got to believe that. I know it didn't cost five bucks, but I mean, it sounds like it, it's got to be more reasonable than in some ways to find some people uh, that are el- illustrators to do a book. Maybe, you know, more people could do, you know, books that to, and afford to be able to illustrate them. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's also in Costa Rica. So, uh, you know, the money goes I mean, a little did, further. Yeah. Yeah, but it did cost a lot. It was a whole year long process. So mm-hmm. a lot of back and forth and tons sure. of edits. And um, I was really I never knew I was a perfectionist until I made this book. Is that <laughs> like right? Every okay. little every single detail in this book came from my imagination. And I would tell him to, you know, can you do this? Can you do that? Like the t-shirt on that person needs to look a certain way. The shoelaces need to look a certain way. Um, I had him actually illustrate like my pet bird is hidden. There's a lot of little Easter eggs in yeah. the book. I'm looking, um, I mean, you got like the, the dinosaur bones, like they're at a, a, a museum and there's the, like at the ocean uh, yeah. and you got the, what they're, I mean, these are fun pictures and then just a little bit of uh, text to read with the kids and just again, and what we call normalizing something that has been, uh, made, you know, made children to think that they're, you know, uh, well, all the negative, all the negativity that has been directed at us for so many years and many kids. But I uh, just love that this book is out and that others might be inspired to do similar things. I think we need not just one, but a thousand of them to make this the, to, hey, you know, it's pretty typical. Everybody now is not doing it. <laughs> right. And it's, yeah, and it's and awesome. Right? I'm actually, I'm working on a series, which is great. So I'm excited okay. about that. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. So, but on the, on the term, you get what I was saying. I'm not like, like losing my mind on that concept. No, I understand that you can't be unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess it would be more like non-vaccinated. Right. Yes. All right. Right. All right. Cool. And, and (laughs) I get it totally because when I say this, I I make up a lot of words from time to time as well, just because the words don't fit that we have. Sometimes you just got to massage something new into it. It's kind of like if I was going to do a book and use the word porch instead of stoop. Exactly. Yeah. Right? People know porch. Not everybody knows stoop. <laughs> now everybody knows how old I am. And of course, 
I I I, beard, I, I don't call this a beard. It's scruffy, uh, but uh, I just kind of was caught in the 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 pace last week before I headed out to the the Red Pill Expo, uh, and it was good. I was glad I had some scruff because almost every man that went up on stage, and there were women too, they didn't have beards, thankfully. Uh, but the, all the <laughs> men were wearing beards. I'm like, I better have some facial hair. I didn't plan it that way, but I was glad uh, that I had a little bit anyway. But eventually, I'll get it. So this is my summer uh, vacation from shaving this week, or yeah, maybe a couple of weeks in. I'm pretty slow at that. <laughs> That's good. So uh, again, lovely to connect with you here on the show. Uh, you you mentioned uh, upcoming events. I'm going to be at the. Uh, let's see, we were just at the Red Pill Cancer Control Society's annual uh, convention. It's 48 years now running. Glendale, LA area, and you're not far from there. Uh, and it's going to be Labor Day weekend. I'll be there uh, speaking and broadcasting and interviewing folks. And I'll, I'll have, you know, booths. I'll be pouring shots, not shots of injections, but shots of silver and copper and cardio miracle probably as well. And so we're going to have a great weekend there in Glendale. And then uh, you said you were going to be at the Warner's event that's going to be happening November 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona. So I'll be there for that one as well. Yeah, I'll be there doing a book signing. And, um, and I'll be actually in a few weeks, I'll be in Las Vegas for the reawaken tour Okay. and doing a book signing there. And, uh, and yeah, you know, I'm going wherever people need me to sign books. Well, it's really timely. And outside of the books, uh, is there any other pro project or projects we should know about? I know you have your own website, Dr. Shannon. Croner, K-R-O-N-E-R.com. And it's linked up in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. Uh, other things that you're working on or anything people should know? Yeah, I mean, I'm just working on, uh, I mean, right now the book is so new. So I'm doing a lot of like interviews and, uh, you know, traveling around doing book signings and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, once all that kind of calms down a little bit, I'm going to focus on, well, then there's the Spanish version is coming out. So that's going to be really exciting because there's really there's no Spanish literature out there on the truth about it's a very vaccines. underserved community. And you know, it really on this is. Subject. And, yeah. and not only that, but that the, you know, Hispanic community is really kind of pressured more than we could ever know, you know, um, mm -hmm. to, to get vaccines, to get their children vaccinated. So I'm, I'm actually really, really excited about the launch of this book in Spanish. Um, and then I'm just, I'm, like I said before, I'm working on a series, so I've got to work on on the next book that's coming. Mm -hmm. Well, very excited for that. Love what you're doing. Also, I just noticed that you're executive director of Freedom of Religion United Solutions. Uh, what a great uh, organization that is as well. We, we talk about one of the foundations of America, which is quite unique on the planet as far as forms of government, and that we acknowledge in our documents that our rights come from God, not government. And that the First Amendment kind of enshrined this concept of that you would have the freedom of religion or you didn't have to have religion, but it wasn't going to be a state sanctioned religion. Unfortunately, we have devolved, particularly in the 20th to 21st century, to have a state sanctioned religion. I call it the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism. And it's a violation of the First Amendment because when you have a belief that doesn't encompass injecting your children with these toxic poisons, and let's say there's an unfortunate incident called a divorce occurring. Very often, one parent will then utilize this issue as a wedge in the courts without or invariably basically fall down on the side of the parent who says, yes, I want to vaccinate as opposed to the one that doesn't. That's and, so true. Uh, and, but they, and I parents will weaponize vaccines. Yes. Already to, more than they already are. Yep. 
in order to gain custody. It's so horrible, the stories that I have heard. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, I really wish that there were more lawyers out there helping to protect the children during these custody battles where vaccines become involved because I get, mm -hmm. I actually get that request often of people wanting to know who to turn to, what to do. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you bring up such an important, it's such an important subject that, you know, if you have lawyers listening, they need to figure out how they can help these kids that are stuck in the custody battle of parents who are you know, using vaccines as a, as a way to gain custody over their children. Mm -hmm. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, there are enough tools that are used that, that end up harming the children, but nothing as overt in terms of physical harm. Uh, I know there's a lot of emotional harm and spiritual harm that can happen in divorce settings, but physical harm, that vaccine is a wedge issue. And unfortunately, the, the courts decide on in favor of the vaccinating parent more than not. And this is where I, I come back into a separation of um, marriage and state. You know, my, my wife and I got married under covenant and filed it uh, in miscellaneous documents because we didn't want the government in our holy matrimony. And, uh, so, you know, again, the concern is, well, what happens if it doesn't work out? Well, 29, almost 30 years later, we're still going. So I'm just going to say that the less you have government in your marriage, I think the better the marriage is. Yeah, I'm sure that's a, probably a good statement. <laughs> probably accurate. So, yeah, I, I think. I think it's fairly accurate. Just uh, pat I think the more you have, the, the better you, the more less government that you have in your life, mm -hmm. whether it's your marriage or education or yeah. medical How about anything. Med Medicine you know? and state. Uh, hey, hey, Shannon, did you see the documentary film we did? It's called Utah Safe and Effective? Question mark. I did not. Sorry. Okay, so it's it. it we did horrible PR. Just I just okay. let you know. <laughs> UtahSafeAndEffective.org. It's available for free to watch, and it's even broken up into segments for those that want to watch snippets. But at the end of it, we posit, of course, the what should be obvious to everybody: the conflicts of interest between medicine and uh government medicine and media and even medicine and church and uh it's it, it's kind of it, it hits everybody you know somebody's going to go ooh, ow a little bit but it isn't uh, it all mean spirit it's just to point out hey we've got to pay attention that these conflicts mean things that it, it's important to consider and, and to dismiss them is uh at, we do so at our own peril and then moving forward positing some new ways forward as well so if you get a chance to watch it i know you're busy but i, I think uh, it, it's uh, and, and we do unfortunately have to cover the vaccine injured uh under covid which a lot of people have but uh, we try to put a, a little different perspective on it as well so that's another thing to to get out there and hopefully move the needle in the right way away from the arms of babies children and adults well if you could please send me that link because so in the back of of my book I have, and on mm -hmm. that resource page has all my favorite documentaries books websites um everything that i think any parent should know in order to get started on doing vaccine research mm -hmm. and on the resource page is a qr code which will then lead to my website and all the resources mm -hmm. and i'm always happy to add more resources to that so, oh, um, and you know, it's so easy now, whenever somebody gets one of the books, all they have to do is scan the QR code and it takes them to all the resources. So if you have good resources, um, uh, like a movie that you want people to, to know about, I'm happy to include that. Yeah. If, if well, and movie. if you don't mind, there's something called the Robert Scott Bell show, the little show, the best kept secret in health talk media, 24 <laughs> years in like, who's that? What's that? We've been at it for a long time. 
with a consistent message of health, freedom, healing, liberty, and yes, speaking on the uh, controversial topics of injecting people for profit, kids for profit, and how there are so many other ways to go besides relying on that. That destroys immunity, doesn't enhance it. Uh, so in this regard, we will we'll always support those families uh, that wanted to know more and, and have learned a lot more because we're here, but still there are a lot more to go with a lot more people waking up as we speak. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'd be happy to include your website on in those uh, resources. I appreciate that. Dr. Shannon Croner, everybody get the book. I'm unvaccinated and that's okay. And it's okay to say unvaccinated. (laughs) 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 And everybody get the book and share it and buy multiple copies as people are. And I might have to uh, bring mine to uh, the Phoenix Scottsdale event with the Warners so I can get you to sign it. Yes, I will be there doing uh, book signing. So if you, if you so, forget to bring yours, there will be others there. <laughs> yes, I was so glad that uh, my wife p- picked this off of the porch. <laughs> not, not the stoop. <laughs> the stoop. Super Don made too much fun of me. I think I've got to go hide for now. And Bless uh, your heart. And, bless and your I, heart. I got a bless your heart from somebody too today. I think it was from Kevin. <laughs> Kevin said to bless your heart. I don't know what that was Aww. all about. Yeah, I don't know. If you know <laughs> If you're from the South, bless your bless heart. Bless your heart's it's not a good thing. Not a good thing, right? <laughs> we, we can have fun with it, but yeah, if, they, if they're if they saying it like you don't know what it means, it's not what you think it means. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Shannon, great, great to have you on. So glad the book is out. So glad we could support it and tell everybody if you haven't gotten it yet, links are in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. We'll look forward to uh, plugging into the series of books you're working on. If you ever have one about to release or it's released, we'll get you back on for sure. Or if there's other things before that, you have a welcome Matt below the porch here anytime. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. All right, Shannon. Thanks. Take care. Oh, wow. She's a bright light, isn't she? Uh, and she uh, has has done an extraordinary job. And, and I also like the fact that she talked about how she engaged in in an artist for a book because it used to be untenable to be able to do that. And I realized, yes, it, it, it's a big task what she has done. But to uh, open up in freedom the options that you have that you didn't know you had to do. I, I didn't even know some of these things. Superdon knows them way before I know uh, to do those uh, kind of illustrations. So that was really, really cool. So we got the 48th Annual Cancer Control Convention coming up. If you go to cancercontrolsociety.org, uh, that's September 2nd through 6th, a couple of weeks from now, Labor Day week. I can't believe how fast it's coming on. As, as if I, I can't believe we just finished the Red Pill Expo. And it was for me, the best yet. The audience was amazing there. It was more than we expected. That doesn't always happen that way. Des Moines came out, or people from all over the country came out to Des Moines for it. Uh, G. Edward Griffin was doing better than the last three uh, versions of, well, I say versions, the last three uh, uh, conventions, as he's gotten stronger and stronger, thanks in part to, at least a significant part, to Bob Reorin and the Folium products. FoliumPX.com. This is why my mom is dancing again at 89 years of age, y'all. Break through that ceiling in your healing. If you hit that stopping point, you're like, I can't get through. Try Folium products. Go to foliumpx.com. Get the Folium Original, Folium Immuno, and Folium Relax, a three-pronged approach. Knock it out. Go through a two-month cycle and and report back because it's helping people do extraordinary things even when they thought they couldn't. Foliumpx.com, RSB10, get 10% off Foliumpx. And he'll be at the Cancer Control Society. Bobbery was with us as well at the Red Pill Expo and a number of other events, including Biomed Expo, which is happening in Las Vegas. September 14th through 17th, I'll be there speaking, moderating some panels. We'll be broadcasting, interviewing. Then I'm going to Houston, Texas uh, for the uh, 10-year anniversary of Healing Strong. And that'll be uh, the 29th and 30th of September in Houston. 
Then there's Nutritional Frontiers Pittsburgh event for professionals, October 6th, 7th, and 8th. Also, October 7th and 8th is the Your Health Freedom Gallon Symposium in Utah. We'll get Kristen Chevrier on to talk about that. And then the big one, the Health Freedom Expo. Y'all converge on Tinley Park outside of Chicago. It's far enough outside of Chicago that I'll go. <laughs> Tinley Park Convention Center, October 14th and 15th. If you're a healthcare provider, if you're a Trinity graduate or student or a nurse, a doctor, it doesn't matter. You a nutritionist, you can come on the 12th and 13th is a Trinity live event and you can get a special pass for all four days as well. And there are CEUs available, maybe even CMEs for medical professionals. Check it out. Go to trinityschool.org and trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com. And then we have uh, things coming up afterwards. We talked about the one in Arizona that now we know Shannon Croner is going to be at, which I'm excited to hear that looks like Bobby Kennedy's been invited. Kevin Sorbo will be there. Judy Mikovits, David Brownstein, uh, and now Shannon Croner will be there. But that's uh, happening 3rd, 4th, and 5th of November in Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona, as well as uh, Kimberly Overton and more. Uh, so a lot of exciting things coming up. And they'll be here before we know it. I'm just overwhelmed thinking about it. So I uh, just just love the things that are happening. I love that we have a new book for for our families to use. The kids, unvac- I'm unvaccinated, and that's okay. Not only is it okay, it's awesome. <laughs> and uh, we're going to see a lot of health, a lot more healthier kids uh, to take us to the next generations. And that's going to be critical if we're going to repopulate the planet after those have been uh, unfortunately injured severely, some have been taken out of life itself. Others are not able to reproduce anymore because of the damage to the reproductive system due to mRNA injection technologies. So we've got to help them. Yes, we're still going to help them. But in the meantime, it's a lot easier to not do the damage than to try to have to undo it. Uh, so parents, stay strong. Stand strong in the face of tyranny. And a lot of that tyranny is focused on your fear of germs. And that's why modern medicine is a great danger to your health. And the most dangerous thing you can have in America is really good medical insurance. Not kidding. Not exaggerating. Not even a little bit. And go into that if you have questions about it. Uh, real quick, we have a, a, a article here about um, Rutgers University is still mandating the COVID injection. If ever you wanted to send your kids to university, why would you send one to uh, send your kids to a, a university that's so dumb, so stupid, so out of touch that they would mandate a clearly faulty product that is dangerous, potentially deadly, especially for young people with cardiovascular events and other things, and has no benefit whatsoever? They admit doesn't prevent, doesn't stop transmission. None of it, only negative. And that university is insisting that your kids have to get it. The people that work there have to get it. Dumb as rocks. Do you want your uh, your kids to, in fact, if your kids got a degree in geology from a, a local community college, they'd be smarter than the highfalutin uh, heads of, of Rutgers University. And really think about why would you send your kids to any of these universities that, that fell prey to the propaganda or were cheerleaders promoting that propaganda? Who did, the, who did Big Pharma hire? Remember, we've covered this for years ago. The cheerleaders. This is not a knock on cheerleaders, but the reality is they weren't PhD or MDs selling these drugs and different things. In fact, there are cheerleaders going in and teaching uh, surgeons how to do surgical procedures to do use certain medical devices from Big Pharma. As I said, they just change the uh, science every day to suit their equitable goals. Well, inequity. They aren't equitable in terms of fairness because they're destroying the integrity of those of you who still believe in freedom by damaging your biology. 
right? We talked about the opening article briefly because I was so enamored with the word stoop or superdon was anyway. Sorry about that. <laughs> but the idea that, uh, you know, our biology is, is more important than our will, our willpower, yet not acknowledging that our biological processes, when they're functioning properly, it is because we have adequate vitamins, minerals, trace minerals, fats. We, we have not the burden that many of us have carried, including myself in my young life, of toxicological poisons coming from additives, preservatives, colorings, flavorings, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, antibiotics, forms of chemo, heavy metals, etc., and, you know, in hour two, I'm going to talk about that when we have an article, uh, you know, that hits that pretty hard in terms of antibiotics. You think that they're benign. Not only do they harm you, they can harm the family that you're hanging out with. And they didn't get them and they didn't take them long term. We're going to talk about that as well. This is stuff you won't hear many other places. I'm glad you've tuned into the Robert Scott Bell Show. And I'm glad that uh, for those of you who are here with us for the first time from the Red Pill Expo are here. Please share the show. We don't have a monster PR budget. We hardly have one at all. So the word of mouth is really the only way we are known. So help us not become further, any further, the, the best kept secret in health talk media. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for being supporters of the show directly through Patreon. We have our next Patreon meeting uh, Saturday, August the 26th. That'll be noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, a two-hour event where we do live by Zoom to interact with one another, questions, and, and what a wonderful community you are. Thank you for your support. So with that, we're going to take a top-of-the-hour break, a little education on top of the hour, and come back, and uh, we'll also get into some cyber technology stuff that I'm not really good at with uh, Cyrus Nuriala, uh, and his he's got CyWest.com. We'll talk about that and more. Thank you for being here. God bless you. The power to heal really is yours. So I was uh, not, well, I was joking, half joking about the whole interaction with uh, customer service at uh, Comcast for the internet. I, we don't have the, uh, what is it called? The It's not Ethernet, but it's like digital lines that they're running now in some places, Super Don. It's fiber like optic. Fiber optic, right? We don't have that of all <clears throat> yeah. things. You know, we're, you have fiber optic before I do, I think, where you are. Uh, I don't, I don't have no. it presently, but yeah. I have had it in other places and it's incredibly right. fast. Yeah, yes. we don't have that. So we're still having to deal with, you know, that. But as they sent me, you know, heart emojis as we were doing online te texting back and forth on the customer service last hour. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, th by the way, he says, uh, I'd like to talk to you about how much you're paying for car insurance as well. So I, I Oh, whatever. Oh, my gosh. Multitasking. <laughs> they have them doing all kinds of things. Seriously? The, the, so the, the, the Internet guy is trying to upsell you on car insurance? No, actually phone Oh, service, okay. But, but extended sort of warranty? Like yeah, right. Yeah. Extended. Well, let me talk to you about that. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, he said, uh, um, some boot file. They're saying the boot file needed to be updated. I don't even know what that means if he was making it up, but, uh, after, uh, after on your the computer, shooting, no, no. On, on whatever the, uh, on the modem or yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they did some stuff while we're on there. They didn't, I was praying, please don't knock me off the air while we're doing this. And so far, right. so good. So far, so, so good. Yeah. I'll be able to, to test that out after the show. I'll reboot and see what happens, but Anyway, we, we got her done. We got through that first hour. It was a great hour with Shannon Croner. I loved it. it, was, it was, uh, that book is so amazing. I'll have to get you a copy, Super D, for all the family members and kids and grandkids, the gaggles Absolutely. that you have uh, yeah. for them to have. 
which will be good. Oh, my gosh. What else do I have to talk about? Antibiotics. I know we're going to get into that in a moment. We're going to get into some, I guess, cyber tech and cybersecurity discussion this hour. Um, you know, this is a guy, Cyrus, I talk with because he's a friend of a, a friend of mine from the Health Independence Alliance and a good guy. And I said, you know what? You need to talk to Kevin, our buddy Kevin with Spirit PR to you get your story out there because it's an important story. And I, I, I can't say I'll understand all the detailed nuances of cybersecurity, but I think it's an important topic nonetheless, especially as he's taken on the big guys, what we call the bad guys, the multinationals, right? Can, mm. can, it, can the little engine... Cybersecurity it, right? is a big yeah. deal. Yeah, There's a, a, one of the podcasts that I, I edit for is a, is a cybersecurity podcast, so I get to hear all the latest on what's going on in cybersecurity, and man, it, it uh, would shock you what's did, happening did, out there. Did we yeah. um, doesn't get talked about much? We were talking about migrating from GoDaddy and getting help from uh, our, our friend uh, who worked uh, with Jeffrey Smith, Jeffrey Smith right? yeah. Institute for Responsible Technology, and and getting a, a SSL or something on our website. Again, these are yeah. things I barely understand. Uh, is that in process? Do you know? Is that something that's happening? Uh, I was waiting till you got back uh, okay. because we'll have to be details? present during that process. Yes. Okay. Got it. All right. Uh, maybe Cyrus can tell us about it. <laughs> I'll get into that too. Um, oh, uh, speaking of sciencey stuff and eggheady stuff, I mean, do I, I? I like that stuff. Don't get me wrong. I just know that in certain areas, it's not my, you know, it's not my strong suit, so to speak. So I, I really ask the people that do know and learn from them or try to. Uh, but in in the case of the biological sciences, physiology, chemistry, biochemistry, these things, I mean, this has always been a fascinating part of my life and upbringing in my investigations and um, applied uh, knowledge. You know, you got IPAC-edu.com.org. Uh, 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 I can't remember now, but we have James Lyons Weiler, who's doing an amazing thing with bringing the integrity back into science to teach mm -hmm. the real sciences that are not, you know, uh, not stuck in, you know, the, the, the cotton from pill bottles stuck in their ears so they don't pay attention to anything but what Big Pharma tells them. And uh, if you go to ipac-edu.com, do we have a, a discount? There's a discount going on right now. It says, count me in mid-August sale, 25% off site-wide. Code is currently, it's count me in. One week only ends Friday, August 18th. So if you've been re uh, reviewing courses at IPAC that you want to take, it's an extraordinary array of, of really intense, yes, intense science, but also accessible science. Great, great teachers, instructors that, and sometimes it's James himself, Dr. Jack. It's a, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity you got. IPAC-edu uh, dot, super Don, help me, IPAC-edu dot org. 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 Slash. O There's a slash to it? Registration. Registration. Okay. Well, there it is. And uh, y'all take advantage of 25% off. It's great. They had to recently migrate all their stuff because they lost YouTube. They lost, uh, I mean, everything is set to ban anybody that does anything of integrity now. You know, the big, the big uh, monsters, if you will. This is another reason why we get into what uh, uh, Cy West is doing. C-Y-W-E-S-T.com. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, all right, so I think I'm up to date on that. Also, uh, great, greatly uh, appreciative of our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. I'm going to have to get back on the scale again. When I was on, I stepped on one of those scales at the workout facility at the uh, hotel I stayed at for the Red Pill Expo. Mm -hmm. And I told you, it said I was like 157. 158 or something, like, I think you say. Right? Dude, either I have grown bigger muscles faster than ever before. I don't know if that's it, but... 
uh, something's going on here. This super creatine is just ridiculous in a good way. If you want to put on lean muscle uh, mass, and you know, I, and I'm not, as I said, Super Don gets on me about this. I'm not even doing bodybuilding per se. It's just I'm doing high intensity training. Well, you gotta, gotta throw an extra sandwich in there too. Come on now. You gotta eat. That's true. But the super creatine from Nutritional Frontiers, it's on sale all August. So you already get a discount. Add that to the double dip of RSB 15. Get an additional 15% off. RSB 15, nutritionalfrontiers.com. Also CBDNF.com, certified organic US grown hemp CBD. And I've been taking a lot of this, trying to keep up with myself here. It's just crazy. Uh, taking a dose right now. Mm-mm-mm. That was good. That's a minty, minty one. And of course, I use the Enter DMG, the lozenges when I'm out of town, just in case I get any inadvertent exposure uh, to glyphosate, which you can't, you can't avoid totally, especially when you're talking about uh, being in Monsanto land, Iowa, the heartland of America. And we did find some organic options, some farm-to-table. There was an amazing restaurant called H-O-Q. I don't know why it was called that. Maybe it's named after somebody. But it's in uh, downtown Des Moines. And we ate there twice, had dinner. And it was just wonderful. Twice? Yeah, yeah, it was that good. Right. Couldn't go there Sunday. I would have gone there again. but it was You're welcome. Sunday. What do you mean? You found that, didn't you? I'm the one that found that. Yeah, you were awesome, dude. I was <laughs> like, where are we going to eat? And then Super Don comes in and is like, well, I found this. I'm like, dude, you're in Oregon. <laughs> Life's world has become so small. The power of technology. I found yeah. you a restaurant. And you used it well. 1,500 maybe, miles away. Maybe you'll understand what Cyrus Noriel is going to talk about better than me today. Oh, stop it. It's not <laughs> like you're, you're 100 years old. I mean, come on. But I use terms We like are of the generation. We, 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 uh, we remember what, what it was like before computers, but we yeah. grew up with them, right? The birth of the computer. Yeah, that was it was uh, limited. I mean, now I was uh, working on an Apple IIe in high school. Wow. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, I still say words like it's on the stoop. So I don't you know. What do My I know? Grandparents got a TRS eighty. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's how far back it goes, right? That's amazing. Yeah. I forgot what the TRS eighty was in already. There was a Commodore. I remember a Commodore sixty four. I think it was it was Tandy or Radio Shack. The TRS eighty. Yeah. All right. Shall we talk antibiotics anyway. before we bring on our guests? All right. Real hour? quick. Real quick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is from Contagion Live. What's an interesting place to go? Don't go there. Get cooties. But antibiotics exert sustained effort on gut microbiome. That's the headline from Kenneth Bender, PharmD, MA. And, uh, you know, I, for years I've told you that antibiotics are a, chemo, a form of chemo or chemotherapy, if you will. And I would ask that anytime you're prescribed an antibiotic, that you program your brain to hear chemotherapy so that when your doc says, I think we're going to put you on uh, a round of chemo and you're going to go, Whoa, doc, doc, it's just an infection. It's not cancer. What are you talking about? So you you take very seriously the threat that antibiotics pose to your health and not only your health, but those around you. That's the essence of this story. Even though I've talked about long-term negative impact of even one round of an antibiotic and people go, Whoa, I did fine. I just added some probiotics afterwards. Like, I want to be nice, but you dunderheads don't understand. Those of you who are new, it, yeah, I'm insulting new people to the Robert Scott Bell show. This is what I do. No, I'm not. I'm just, hello, wake it up. Be a little light with the, the language here. That's not such a bad word, dunderhead, is it? But just, I remember when I didn't know this stuff too. Look in the mirror. I was a dunderhead. Now I know. So I got to remember I didn't know that antibiotics not only destroy and disrupt the balance of the microbiome that was already imbalanced because it's likely why you were prescribed an antibiotic, it causes you to go further into states of dysbiosis, that is altering the, the terrain to allow for more opportunistic infections of things that you didn't have to catch. They were already there 
including E. coli. It's in you right now, but you're not dying of a deadly E. coli infection because in a balanced terrain and microbiome, it's not killing you. It's not designed to kill you. It's there for your benefit. The microbiome is so critically important internally, externally, et cetera. So you destroy it and you think, oh, I just put some good guys back in, but you don't realize the destruction is not just to the micro, microbial life forms alone, but it's damage like napalm to the jungle. Not only does it kill things, but it also kills the fauna, not just the flora, not just the animals. And so you end up with a destroyed inflamed lining, like you took sandpaper to your arm and you're bleeding and, and every time it scabs up, you take some more sandpaper to it and you wonder why it's not getting well. You're putting more glyphosate in it, right? You're eating your morning bowl of oatmeal and it's not certified organic and it's loaded with glyphosate. You love lentils and it's not organic and it's loaded with glyphosate. You love uh, chickpeas and falafel and it's not organic and it's loaded with glyphosate. It's another antibiotic. It's killing you slowly, not softly, but slowly. So what do you do to correct it? Okay, let's put that aside for a moment. We may come back to that and look at this other study and story about antibiotic action on gut microbes of you, if you're the patient, may also affect the microbiome of your housemates, who you live with. They call this a metagenomic study of the effects of azithromycin. I think that's what they use for z is it? And amoxicillin. They found that it sustained an alteration in microbial communities within your gut but it didn't stop there. In fact, the microbiome is not contained and constrained to your intestines. And I'm not talking about pooping all over the house and making a mess. Just being in the environment of another, with another microbiome, you have this interactivity. You don't even have to hug and kiss, just live together and this can happen. Some of the most abundant, I quote, the most abundant bacteria in the gut are impacted in response to these antibiotics suggests that the effects of these antibiotics on gut microbiome health may be substantial and long lasting. One round could be all it takes to set you up. And then they found the spillover effect when they analyzed the microbiota of the untreated housemates of those receiving azithromycin either three or seven days. And they also showed statistically significantly lower relative abundance of bifidobacterium at week eight. Again, they didn't, they never got the antibiotics. Now, to me, this also belies a pure, oh, you have coughed and sneezed on one another because we're so materialistic and reductionist in our view of the world in the West. There's no room for the possibility that there's a bioenergetic field shift when you shift the biochemistry within your gut through synthetic chemistry, chemo antibiotics. That there's an energetic interface of all living things. No, that's not a new age concept or principle. That is a, what we call a, a, a biophysics perspective. Maybe quantum physics perspective, quantum entanglement perspective, but a very real nonetheless, even if you don't understand it or believe in it. That when you're in the presence of other people, especially a lot long, long term, you begin to entrain together. Case in point, women who cycle at various times of, of, of their month start living together in a sorority and they begin to cycle together. Is it because of biochemistry only? Are they sharing each other's, I'm not trying to be graphic here, but I'm just letting you know there's an energetic element, a bioenergetic element to life itself. And as we talk about internet or interwebs and things like that, that's not necessarily a materialist or reductionist thing. It's, you know, it's energy packets, if you will, information, photons, light delivery, whatever, through technology. 
I guess, silicon-based, carbon-based. I don't know all this stuff, but it's a fascinating journey to go into. But suffice it to say, it's not just you that you're harming when you take an antibiotic. And that's the thing. That's been our, you know, our argument against those who are uh, uh, being injected with mRNA technology as the shed and spread phenomenon is very real, that it's not contained or constrained into your body. And yet the irony, of course, is that the, the pro-vaccine fanatics all argue that their products don't work unless you take it as well. Don't you love that? How about, you know, that would be a good sales technique. Maybe I'll ask Cy about that. If you can sell a product in cybersecurity to say, unless everybody buys it, nobody's will work. And then, and then you'd be like, well, why would I buy your product if it doesn't work unless everybody else buys it? I know it would be a horrible way to try and sell a cybersecurity tool. But they do that with vaccines. They actually try to convince you that, you know what, unless everybody gets it, it, yours won't work. And when you corner somebody and ask them the question of, how is it that you're afraid of me? You're vaccinated, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm vaccinated. I thought that you should be protected. I'm the only one at risk, right? Oh, no, no. They don't want to think in terms of breaking the cognitive dissonance that's very evident in those who believe in the vaccine religion. So uh, beyond the book, I'm vaccinated. That's okay by Shannon Croner. Let's see if we can ease our way into cybersecurity discussion with the founder and CEO of CyWest Communications Incorporated, Cyrus Noriala. Cyrus, Cy, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hey, Robert. Nice to be here. Good to see you. You have you had some good interactions with my buddy Kevin? Oh yeah, I've been following him and his move, and uh, he's slowly settling in, and it's really great to see him. Yeah, uh, I can't wait. We haven't actually talked. I've seen some chat back and forth of him in Israel. He still says he's not doing Hebrew, so we'll be able to understand him, although I know, I know a little. Uh, but uh, the cybersecurity uh, language might be foreign to me, like, like Hebrew is to other people. I'm not sure. And I know you have an important story to tell. We've talked off the air a little bit about your journey. That's why I wanted you to connect with Kevin Tuttle and have him help you get the, the story out. Because a lot of it's like the David versus Goliath scenario in, in terms of technology being able to provide a, a service that is as good or better than the big boys out there in a particular realm, but one that respects privacy and freedom and, and doesn't run an ESG equity campaign for communism ultimately as ultimately as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I just lay that as a foundation for whatever you're going to communicate. And I wish you luck to do so in a way that I might even understand it. Uh, well, thank you. Um, I was just listening to some of your comments before I came on and uh, about, you know, the, uh, the cycles of women uh, lining up together and having this other uh, field that most people don't think about. And it's interesting you brought this up because in technology, we take advantage of something that is naturally occurring in the world all the time. And that's the uh, electromagnetism that is around us. Uh, and if you look at these frequencies, uh, these electromagnetic frequencies, uh, how many of us remember before cable TV that you had a, a dial on your TV for UHF and VHF? You know, that mm-hmm. was high frequency, very high frequency. And then we kind of graduated to microwave frequencies, which is still inside of that spectrum of frequencies. And that's the frequency that we're all communicating with on our cell phones. We're actually cooking some of our food on, on that frequency. Uh, and now, uh, you know, we're all of these things are interconnected. We are swimming in these frequencies. And some of these frequencies we can see. Uh, when you start getting very high into the spectrum, colors start to emerge and our eyes are able to detect, to, detect those things. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, you see it in the animal kingdom. You see it with insects. Uh, you know, some insects come out of their holes and they immediately start sensing when dawn is happening or, uh, you know, right before it, those frequencies are coming across the horizon, they have the antenna to detect those things. So, yeah, it's, it's a very real thing. And we tap into that in, in, in the technology space. But anyway, I, I kind of went off on a No, Sai, I appreciate that. No, I do. And, and uh, making a bridge into what we're discussing is a very wise thing. Maybe Kevin told you to do that, or maybe that's natural to you. But it's an important part of bridging, you know, these subjects and kind of finding a way in to get people to come on along with us on this journey into something that maybe, well, some of our audience is all into it. I know we've got a wide, diverse audience here. But, you know, as I talk to you, I got the sense that, you know, you're one of the little guys that could and that can and that are providing a really good service. And you, you can describe what that service is and then what you're up against in terms of, uh, you know, what is the competition out there and why what you offer you believe is equal or superior to that and why people should be gravitating to what you provide through SciWest Technologies or SciWest.com. And, uh, and I want a little bit of that backstory as well for the audience that doesn't know you yet. Mm-hmm. So we, we started out in, in around 1998 uh, providing telecom services and we were designing very large scale communications networks. And this uh, gradually evolved into us housing certain applications uh, for our customers inside of those communications uh, network structures. Uh, then of course, uh, the term cloud came on the scene uh, and it was marketed as you pushing out your infrastructure, meaning your server, your software, the things that you connect to into this thing they called the cloud, which was really just a fancy way of saying all of the servers and all the computers are sitting in a data center somewhere, and we're going to give you remote connectivity to it. And of course, the internet uh, brought connectivity to the masses, and now everybody is able to connect to these, these cloud structures. And I guess the simplest uh, form of this that you can think of is you take a photo on your iPhone and that photo gets uploaded to the iCloud. Mm-hmm. And it's just a server that's sitting in a data center for Apple computer and your your photo is sitting up there on, on that server and it's using the internet to transport the information. Um, and so what we do is we actually provide the cloud infrastructure services so companies can push the, all those back-end data centers that they were, they were containing on their premises uh, into a virtual data center that they control, uh, that they can manage. They have all of the feature sets and the redundancy and um, uh, you know, features that the cloud offers, uh, but they control it completely. And it's cost predictive and it's very cost effective. So instead of depending on these very large big tech companies um, for your email, for your file sharing, for uh, even the storage of some of your private data, uh, where we know they're taking this information and they're either sharing it with vendors for marketing purposes or they're sharing it with government uh, for other purposes. Um, I think a really good example was the social media platform called Parler. Uh, you know, they're censoring um, people who have uh, information that is not part of the narrative that the government wants to push out on television. And uh, not only are they censoring, but in Parler's case, they're shutting down the entire network and they're erasing the, the data. So uh, we are an alternative out there. It's very hard for IT professionals to choose a vendor that they can rely on dependably 
And so they oftentimes will go for a big name. Uh, we used to say nobody got fired for hiring AT&T or nobody got fired for hiring IBM. And now today we're saying nobody gets fired if they hire Amazon, Google, or, or Microsoft. But the truth is, is they are not the most efficient. They are not the most secure. Uh, their service level agreements will attest to that. If you're willing to go through some of the legalese, you'll find out that they make no guarantees. And in Amazon's case, they'll even tell you that security is your problem. Um, and there are two elements in this industry today. Uh, one is called bait and switch, which everybody's very familiar with, but that's very commonly happening in the cloud space. They will lure you in with what looks like cheap rates and cheap prices. But once you get in, uh, your costs will increase exponentially. And the other term that we're hearing a lot in the industry is lock-in. And that lock-in occurs because now you've revamped your applications, you made it compatible with this cloud platform, and it's very difficult for you to re-engineer everything and back out. Um, with us, that doesn't happen because we're actually providing the cloud the way it was originally intended to be, which is you don't have to forklift your applications. You can simply push out to a virtual uh, data center environment that you can control and you can also manage your costs. Everything is upfront and you know, you know ahead of time what everything's gonna look like. So the, the service you're providing is, as you say, equivalent in some ways, but better in others, it sounds like. Yeah, um, in fact, uh, a lot of the technology that we use um, is hands down uh, the best uh, technology that you can use in the cloud space. It's not even a debatable subject. And so we've built on top of those layers something that is proprietary to us. We just received a patent for our monitoring and parsing systems, which I can talk a little bit more deeply in if, if we need to. I, I might, I might zone it. out if you do. I, I just like, again, this is a whole other, I acknowledge in a whole other realm of, I don't know much about it. I'm, I kind of have a cursory knowledge of it, but not a real one. And there are others in the audience going, oh yeah, keep going. So I know exactly what you're saying. This sounds really good. Right, and we're, we're currently working on a, a, another patent right now because our interface is designed to be easy to use. You don't need to be a cloud expert. You don't really need to understand the technology, but you can utilize and have access to all the latest features, all the advanced features that cloud really has to offer without having to be an expert in it. And uh, we've simplified the whole process. That was our goal. Um, and then as far as the cybersecurity subject itself, uh, and the privacy of information, uh, the reality is, like I said earlier, we started as a telecom company, uh, and then we kind of morphed over the years into a cloud company. And the reason why is because as cloud came on the scene and it became a necessity in order to survive in business, we weren't comfortable putting our information on somebody else's cloud either. Mm -hmm. So we started to build our own. Uh, and as we did that and put some of the security measures in place that we did, some of our telecom customers came to us and said, hey, can you do this for us as well? And that's how that side of our business really grew. So do you deal with any anti-competitive monopoly practices out there with these big companies that you, you, you know, you're trying to get the word out and go, hey, here I am, you guys, you don't have to go with those companies because of all the things you've mentioned in terms of um, their anti-freedom stance, as well as uh, they're often, uh, you know, the cybersecurity risk of having your data being shared for profit by them. Yeah, we're dealing with very highly regulated industries, and there's a lot of collusion going on between big tech and government. And one of the phenomenons, ph phenomenons that you see out there is the revolving door 
is what it's called. And so you have these regulatory agencies oftentimes will leave the agencies when their tenure is done and they'll join the big tech companies that they're supposed to be regulating. And that revolving door also goes the other way. So there's this you know, relationship that's going on where these regulatory agencies are really not enforcing regulations that are there for the consumer. They're more so enforcing the regulations that are there for the tech companies, which is the mm-hmm. same thing with the CDC and the FDA, right? Um, it's the same formula and we've been dealing it in, with it in tech for decades now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do squelch competition. They force everybody to become their customers. Um, and unfortunately, they've done a very good job creating a certification process um, amongst IT professionals. And IT professionals are really not that comfortable uh, with their expertise. So they will oftentimes go to their colleagues and say, what are you doing? Um, they'll listen to the narratives that are being controlled by the news media, the tech news media in this case, by the big, big tech companies. Mm-hmm. And um, again, uh, they feel comfortable going to a Microsoft because they know they won't get fired if Microsoft um, does something uh, that would affect their, their, their company. But uh, the reality is uh, they are ceding control uh, to these big tech companies. Do you have enough of a track record to, to go to those guys that don't want to get fired for not choosing Microsoft uh, to say, hey, we can compete and we can deliver uh, and that you are not going to get fired because you hired us? Right. Um, we have uh, a long history. We've been in business for 26 years. Um, you can read our service level agreement and you can see just how much more focused on the the customer we are through that service level agreement. I would uh, encourage everyone, no matter if you're business or your, your personal, you should really look at those service level agreements. Um, I know that they throw a lot of legalese at us and they just put the nice checkbox there for you to agree in order to use the services. Um, but that's where the poison is. Um, they're hiding all of these things. Your information um, is not being kept private. It's not being stored in a private manner. It's being shared. Uh, your location services are being shared. Uh, your facial recognition is being shared because a lot of people are looking at their phones now to unlock them. Um, everything you're doing, what's on your watch uh, with these new digital watches, your health records, your health information, everything, your sleep patterns, um, everything that is going on with you. Um, How many of us have jumped in the car and suddenly uh, Siri on IMAPS uh, gives you a suggestion for the very place that you happen to be going? Mm -hmm. Because all of this stuff is creating a profile on you and is patterning everything. uh, And it's making very educated guesses and it's making very good guesses, um, as I'm sure a lot of people have experienced. Okay, so the next question I have, and this everybody out there, pay attention because this might involve you in consideration of how you're you're working your business in terms of cybersecurity, cloud technologies, and such. Are we talking, you know, mom and pop proprietorships that use services like yours? Is it small to medium sized businesses? Is it large corporations? Who in my audience would want to reach out to SciWest.com and say, hey, is it possible that we might migrate what we're doing with? I don't know, name the company you made, Microsoft or Google or something like that, to Cy West. Who, who, would, who would you be talking to right now? 
Absolutely. Um, we service very small companies, whereas, you know, the one, the Soho, small office, home office, one man show. Uh, we also serve manufacturers. We serve um, legal firms. We serve uh, very large enterprises with, with multiple offices across the country. So we have quite a, a range of the, the company size that we can do. There are even some individual um, scenarios that we do as well. And it really depends on what task they have in front of them and what they're trying to accomplish. Our pricing models are normally geared towards a business environment. Um, but, you know, we're happy to talk to anybody about what it is they're trying to accomplish, um, you know, and how we can assist in getting people into an alternative to what looks like, you know, only a one place you can go, which is big mm -hmm. tech in this case. Cyrus, is there anything that, because there's probably a lot of things I don't even know to ask you about what you want to communicate out to the world. And I want to make sure you're able to do that before we let you go here today, because uh, I know it's an important part of our belief in having people of integrity, people who love freedom, you know, and supporting these businesses that are patriots and, and that recognize, you know, that freedom that our foundation is in is something worth defending and fighting for. And I know you're one of those folks. So, um, I don't even know what to ask you now. I'll just say that. And I'm ne never at a loss for what to ask somebody. Cause if I go into human interest stories, I can go there, but specific to your area of knowledge and what you're providing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do just want to make sure everybody in your audience understands that anything that is digitized, anything that you convert into a digital medium and you share is actually not being shared in the typical sense that we think of it. If I have a dollar bill, for example, and I pass it on to you, that dollar bill leaves me and goes to you. Um, that doesn't happen in the digital landscape. Everything you share is a copy. And the best way that I can um, make an analogy for that is Morse code. Mm -hmm. If you have some kind of a ship to shore uh, communication going on, and let's say there are two people on the shore and the ship is communicating through Morse code, um, after it's done communicating that message, you have three copies of that message. You have the original message that's on the ship, and then you have the message that was transmitted once, but two people saw it. And the same thing is, is happening through all of the network gear uh, that is going on across the internet and any ne other network for that matter. And because of this, you're sharing information, the information is getting to the person you wanted to share it with, but you still have a copy of that information that you shared. But guess what? There are multiple other copies going to the NSA, going to um, other government agencies. Um, they might even be going to nefarious employees that are working at carriers. So you just really need to be careful about how you share information and then don't put too much trust in encryption algorithms either. Uh, for those of you that are familiar, there is a, an act, the 1917 Espionage Act, and it makes it illegal for anyone to transmit an encryption algorithm that doesn't have a backdoor uh, for the government. Hmm. So, anything that you're doing, and, and now everything's being shared across the internet, that means both uh, personal and business. Businesses now are moving off of, of uh, what traditionally were corporate type communication circuits. Uh, and this highly regulated industry has outpriced those circuits in favor of technologies that are now running across the internet. 
So you're on a public highway and it's not just United States carriers that are making up the internet. Your information could be traversing uh, nodes that are in China, nodes that are in the EU. And if you're dealing with big cloud uh, global companies that replicate your data as soon as it hits their servers, you don't know where it's being replicated. It could be sitting on a server in the EU, for example, and now you're dealing with a different go uh, government with a different set of rules. And um, mm. so your information really uh, is vulnerable and you, you do need to be working with uh, a vendor or someone that you can trust in this space um, who is of like mind. Well, we have the website linked up and uh, Cyrus Nuriala's name, CyWestCYWest.com. Does that have anything to do with your name, the company? Uh, yeah, I mean, originally back in 1997, I didn't know what to call the company. So I just, and I was on the West Coast and I, I called it CyWest. <laughs> That's where it came from. There it is. So we have it, CyWestCYWest.com. And you have links and you can learn about it. Those of you, again, there are plenty of people that are smarter than me on this subject that may know a lot more about what you're discussing and may say, hey, I need a contact, Cy. This is uh, something I need to plug into for my business and move away from the big guys. Uh, is, is the best way just to go to CyWest.com? Is there an email or a phone number you want to put out there? What is it uh, as far as follow-up? Yeah, if you go to this page here, which is part of our main website, but if you go to edge.cywest.com, which is the screen you're looking at right now, there's a form that you can fill out on here, and that would be the best way to get in touch with one of our associates. It's not going to create necessarily a sales call or anything like that, but it's just mm -hmm. going to get the attention of someone on our side that there's a discussion maybe you'd like to have and move forward with. Uh, if you want to test drive uh, our system for 30 days, you can also do that. Um, it doesn't, we don't require you to put down a credit card or, or anything like that so that we get you on the hook. Um, but the best thing to do would be to fill out that form. If you have some kind of interest and you want to engage in conversation, uh, to answer some of your questions, you know, one of our associates, um, sometimes I look at these too. Um, so I'm not above uh, getting on a phone call with someone if, if they want to talk. All right, Cyrus. Well, appreciate you joining us today. I'm glad you've connected with Kevin to get the story out there and, uh, I wish you all the best success in bringing people on over to what you're doing because it is a, you know, the equivalent of what we call the the integrity of a a, a a business owned by real people that are not you know corporate conglomerations that have become dehumanized and and more connected to World Economic Forum policies than the policies of protecting the the, the freedom and the in the uh, privacy, for instance, of the customers that would engage in you at that level. Uh, so, uh, Cyrus, thanks for being on board the Robert's Cat Bell Show today. Thank you, and I really appreciate your show and what you're doing and the messages you're getting out there. Um, my family and I are 100% taking care of our health the way that we know we need to. So Awesome. Well, yeah, and if you need any help, just reach out. We'll be glad to help you and your family as well. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, Cyrus Noriala, CyWest.com. Check it out here again. For those like Super Don that didn't understand a word that was just said, uh, we will uh, uh, transition into what? what, 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 what? Why are you laughing? Oh, you're a funny guy. Oh, uh, no, I'm not. I mean, look, uh, it is an important part of business today to understand the things that uh, Cyrus knows all so well that I Absolutely. admit that I'm, yep. you know, deficient in knowing about. And uh, I just know that when I talk with him, it was important that he, 
he has a message that can get you know some of our we don't even know how to upgrade wordpress on our oh, website so i, I mean know, it's you know, know it's just like it's embarrassing he should be embarrassed that he was on the show with us talking about stuff he knows that we're like i don't what do you know. mean what's an ssl what yeah. what are you talking but about you don't need one of those there are loads of folks in the audience laughing at us right now you and me not cyrus cyrus knows and they know he knows so uh, hopefully uh people will plug into what he's doing and tap in and support a good business and also get benefit by engaging in services you already are using or needing, but getting from other companies you didn't know you had an option like this. Absolutely. So that's cool. So any other words you want to make fun of me over today? They're super D. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe I, 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 re I reserve the right. Actually, you know, it was funny cause I was, uh, I went and looked up, uh, 42 phrases only Southerners, Southerners use. Okay. Yes. Uh, do you, do you, do you, you know, bless your heart was one of them of course, of course. everybody knows that one right mm -hmm. so let, tell me if you know some of these uh she was madder than a wet hen madder than a wet hen you ever heard That's that one before southern. i have heard it but a lot of these because i'm a transplanted northerner although i identify more as a southern yeah, i mean you lived in georgia for how long 30 years 30 years i mean come on you're you're a southerner well yeah and so my best friend at a certain point you know it's just, it's, oh, it's yeah. just gonna happen yeah. all right i've heard you say this one here here's one that says if i had my druthers yes that's a i've southern heard you thing, say right? that that's a southern apparently yeah, that's so a southern thing southernized i am yeah. yes i like it uh over yonder over yonder yeah absolutely yeah now i've heard you do the y'all thing a million times but that's gone beyond the south People all y'all well, all y'all, they not they don't say, but y'all is very common in the uh, English vernacular, American English vernacular around not just the South, although I know they might not say it as much in Boston, Boston, and New York, but yes. uh, y'all has become more expanded beyond the South. But I agree, that was y'all is short for you all. How about a hill of beans? The hill of beans, yes. A hill of beans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> You never grew up in the South other than your time short I time visited in, the South. In Louisiana. I, I lived in Louisiana for a year. But that's Creole South. It's a little different. I gained a bunch of weight mm -hmm. while I was there because the food is so darn good. Have you lost any since then? No, I haven't tried. Oh, okay. Um, then I was in Arkansas, mm -hmm. which is not really, I guess, Arkansas, is Arkansas considered the South? Yeah, it is. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bill Clinton saying, see Yeah. I was in Arkansas for a year. I was making the tour. I was in I was in in Texas for about six months, mm -hmm. then Louisiana for a year, then Arkansas for a year, and then back to Oregon. Gotcha. So you know what they say? They, there's things they say about the South, right? Uh, Southern hospitality. It's a real thing. Mm -hmm. It is a real thing, and it's very bizarre coming from the from the uh, West Coast. Yeah, where for the most part people are rude and they suck. Yeah. Uh, you go you go to somewhere like Louisiana, it's just, everybody's polite, and everybody waves at you, and they want to help you, and you know, and you're just like, it's almost kind of freaky, you know, because you're just like, what, what is it? Wait, hold on. What are you doing? What are you going to do to me? You know? Have you ever been greeted like, hey, how's your mom and them? That's probably not on the list. But no. Very Southern. Well, no, because they didn't know my mom. So, I mean. But that, it's just, a, it's just a, hey, how you doing? It's a, no, hey, I didn't get that, but them? got yeah. a lot of people that just were very friendly and very yeah. polite, yeah. and they wanted to feed you. And you know who made a great living off Southern speak is Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah. You might be a redneck. Right, yep. yeah. Yeah, and then, yep. dude, and that, that humor transferred into all cultures. It really did. I had one of my friends from French Canada, 
from Quebec, spoke, you know, French was his first language. Loved Jeff Foxworthy. I mean, the redneck jokes, he couldn't get enough of them. And so, again, it, it, trans, it transcended, you know, one culture. I guess everybody's got rednecks, in a sense. Uh, so <clears throat> Here's one here. Have you ever said this? Mm-hmm. Well, butter my backside and call me a biscuit. <laughs> I've heard the butter my biscuits, but butter my backside. I, I kind of hesitated that one. I don't know about that one. Uh, too big for his oh. britches. That's one. Yeah. Uh, that comes from the South. Yeah. Some good. of these. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Hey, I got to ask right. you about the antibiotic story. That was a great find from Contagion Live. Yeah. You, you know, know I came across that and I was just like, oh, man, he's going to love this one. Yeah, it just it, it not only confirms the things I've been trying to communicate and share with everybody for years about antibiotics, but it, it goes even further. And, and this is where I wanted to expand on the understanding of a contagion because this, the website is Contagion Live. And we think of contagions only in terms of encountering physical things. You, got, you caught it. It transmitted. It transferred. But why is it that we're so reluctant, Super D, maybe you know the answer to this, to consider that the energy field is enough. The field itself, and Bruce Lipton, cellular biologist, talks about this. And oftentimes it's dismissed as new age woo to talk about the energy field, but it's quantum physics. It's all life has a signature of vibration or energy. It's the basis, of course, of homeopathy, but it's more than that. You know, the palpability of walking into a room of angry people versus walking into a room of sad people or happy people without even hearing it, just you feel it. Sure. Is what I'm saying. No, that's a real thing. Yeah. It's just, it's not something that we talk about really much. Mm hmm. Um, but I think it's something that people can relate to. Now, whether they, how far they go with that is up to them, how cynical they want to be about it. Yeah, Mr. But, cynical. But, um, yeah, I think everybody's experienced that at one point in time where, you know, you could be in a room and somebody will walk in and suddenly the, the whole energy of the room changes. You know, the, the saying, right? You know, she, she walked into the room and the whole room lit up right or or whatever um energy is a real thing mm-hmm. but uh can we get quote you on that what, super when deep? you what mr skeptic energy is a real thing yeah yeah no even a even a skeptic would admit that energy is a real <laughs> thing they would just yeah. reduce it to something you know that they could explain mm-hmm. because a lot of times when you talk about stuff like that um you just kind of have to yeah go with whatever it is at the because it's a lot of theories you know, it's very hard to prove something like that, right? You know, when you talk about energy healing and energy medicine and energy stuff like that, uh, you know, with with mm-hmm. with the the you can't you can't take a science book and go here's the here's how this works because it's not in there, mm-hmm. right? People have theories on how that stuff works. Now, here's here's the thing: mm-hmm. you can, for me, you you know, you're already going after me about being a cynic, right? Um, I, I can't explain it, but I can, I, but I, I believe it's real. I just yeah. don't know how it works mm-hmm. because I've experienced it. No, you're, you're, look, you're the you voice know? of what well, shall we say? Reason. It's something about like toe tapping on the brakes. When I go, Hey, where are you going? You will say that. And it's not a bad thing. You know that how I really do appreciate it, even though we can come to blows on some of this issue, some of these issues. But as I said, the idea of catching something is the only way you can get something versus being exposed to a field of energy. And then we come back to, and we're not going to cover the story today, but my wife's, you know, sent it to me. Uh, there's a story about eight kids in a school cancer cluster after this tower went up and they were like, we don't have any explanation, but we're taking that tower down. So, you know, the idea 
that harmful electromagnetic fields actually impact the body's chemistry and can manifest things like cancer, inflammation, etc. The question I have on that is, mm-hmm. why do they keep putting these stupid towers up like in places like that? I, I experienced sure. that a few months ago when, when my granddaughter, when Riley was doing T-ball mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of looked up one day and looked up and there was a huge cell tower mm-hmm. that had been installed right next to the Little League yeah. fields. And I'm like... Yeah. Of all places that you could have put that, and you hear yeah. these stories of other ones where they put them up in schools and stuff like that. It's just kind of like, are you telling me there's nowhere else you could put that other than like right there where kids are? Yeah, you know, you don't. It's just I, I don't understand it. The concern for kids, much less life itself, is not the main concern. If you, if it's even a cursory concern of the biotech and biocommunications companies, etc., telecommunications companies. Uh, there were some very dare I say controversial topics, not so much for this audience, but Super Don, for you, you would have, uh, particularly the one on uh, directed energy weapons, right? This is a big <laughs> thing. And, uh, you know, there are anomalies that cannot fully be explained by a normal fire, but admittedly, you, you and I were talking about this just briefly before the show. We're not going to go into it, but maybe a little bit in the bonus round. But yeah, yeah. there the, fires can jump. There's winds. There's other explanations than directed energy weapons, but... Uh, when you get into some of the details and, and evidence for the existence of them and patents for them, it's not as easy to just blanket say it can't be that. You can be skeptical that it is that, but you can't say, oh, well, I know 100% definitively there's no nothing like that. Possibility, involved. probability. Yeah. You know, there's a huge difference between the two, and sometimes they get uh, the, the, the lines get blurred sure. on that for confirmation bias. So I, I understand what you're saying. Well, and that's why we we get to discuss this stuff here. Let's get to the question of the day before we wrap up the show. We got one coming in from Deborah. It's in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com, the 15th of August, 2020. Hi, Robert Bell and Super D. I had breast cancer. I had breast cancer in 2010, she says. Treatment was chemo, radiation, meds for the next few years after. Then 2012. I changed my diet to organic and through my chiropractor learned of all the wrong foods I was eating. I do take cardio miracle along with other supplements. I only see my primary doctor once a year for blood work. And she wanted me on statins in which I refused the last seven years. I had a CC scan two years ago and my number was zero. My question is my chemo doctor still has me coming in once a year for blood work. Do you think I'm wasting my time? All right, let's start with and stop and start with that question for the moment. Are you wasting your time to get blood work done? Hmm. I, I, I don't know that's a waste of time. could be a waste of money, but the reality is there are other people that can analyze your blood in a different way that could see things long before an oncologist would see it in terms of potential for cancer development. And so, you know, even going for live blood analyses to just see, hey, what is it, what is, you know, what is the shape of your red blood cell? What is this oxygenation happening? And other tests that would be more comprehensive in terms of analysis of, of deficiencies, mineral deficiencies, or heavy metal burdens that you may carry. Now, granted, sometimes these tests are misinterpreted. I've, I've talked about the uh, tests that will detect high copper levels in your blood post, you know, inflammatory inve- event, a surgical event or a... Uh, a heart attack, for instance, as the body dumps copper in the blood to cool inflammation for purpose. And the misinterpretation of the results of a test like that would be, oh my gosh, you're copper toxic. Instead of, oh my gosh, you need more copper because your body's desperately grabbing copper from anywhere it can 
to cool the inflammation to, to begin starting the healing restor restorative or regenerative processes along with zinc and other things. Uh, so uh, I would say it isn't necessary that your oncologist has to read that or be the only one to do that, especially if, you know, everything, um, you know, if you're a hammer, everything's a nail. It's only one focus, one narrow focus. Do I find evidence of cancer as opposed to the other things that would be, I think, more helpful and beneficial to know about? So consider that as a partial answer, you know, for you. I can't tell you yay or nay in terms of doing that. Also, she says, I had lots of health knowledge from Richard Pearl. Oh, yes. I, I still, Super Don, I still haven't eliminated Richard Pearl's number from my phone. Heck, I still have Dr. Nick Gonzalez's number in my phone. I can't, I can't. Yeah, oh, I understand. Go. I've got, I, I've got people's phone numbers in my phone. No I think I've got, yeah, I still have Jerry's uh, Jerry phone Doyle's number. number in, right? Now, just, that's long been given to somebody else. Yeah, of course. But, and I don't, uh, I don't use the number, but it's just yeah. like, it's still there. Yeah. Um, but, but apparently uh, it's an anniversary uh, Deborah says, and it's hard. I'm not good with anniversaries and dates, but August 21st, 2021. So we're coming up on the two year anniversary of the loss of Richard Pearl, our friend, Richard, and, uh, God bless you and your family and your loved ones and all that love and appreciate Richard. He's still with us here on this show in spirit as is Liam chef, you know, part of the three aminos that we were. And, uh, you know, many of you know, and appreciate these people have lost love, loved ones and friends along the way. And yet we try to remember the best and continue on in their legacy in a positive, uplifting manner. And so thank you, Deborah, for acknowledging Richard Pearl as well. And I'm glad you're doing the Cardio Miracle. We, we had Cardio Miracle. Uh, there were a lot of samples given away at the Red Pill Expo. Also, everybody was coming over for copper shots and silver shots at the booth, and it was flowing. The bar was open all weekend. It was great. And thank you to Joni Abbott. Man, I couldn't have done that without her. She was terrific. Uh, one more thing to mention, there's a 50% off sale that ends tonight. If you're listening live on the 15th of August uh, until 11.59 p.m. Mountain Time, U.S., the Echo Clean, if you can show that, Super Don, a special deal, code CLEAN50, and you can get the uh, a 50% off deal from uh, Echo Technologies. That's the uh, hypochlorous acid cleaning agent you use for water and salt and make it a, a powerful cleaner. Uh, and so that's in the... The website, robertscatbell.com as well. So it's also, in the show notes. Show notes, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I did not have that. Hold on. That's Hold okay. On. It doesn't have to be a banner because it's a, it's a today only <laughs> thing anyway. I so, had it. Hold on, yeah. though. I totally meant to have that like up and ready it's to okay. be able to show. So there, there you go. All right. There you go. So if you want to do that, tell them Robert Scott Bell sent you. And there then you Healing go. for the Ages. We talked with uh, Brian Artis about that on yesterday's broadcast. Use VIP promo code BELL for $10 off your tickets to register for that event. September 8th and 9th, a live event with uh, Brian Artis, uh, looks like uh, Henry Ely, and uh, looks like Ed Group, and one other there. I can't see it. But uh, anyway, that's coming up. We're going to take a, a quick pause here, say thanks to all of our friends that make this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty possible. And we'll be back for a bonus round, and then who knows what else. But I'm glad y'all are here. I hope you've shared the show today. Tell, tell a friend and uh, be a hero to them and uh, empower them the way I try to empower you. It's not for me to give you power. It's just to remind you that that power to heal is yours. Okay, bonus round commences now. Yay. I have a, uh, I'm doing, is this, I think it's a recording with uh, Taryn Gregson, an interview coming up at the bottom of the hour. So I won't belabor the, uh, if we can call it that. 
sitting on the stoop here on the uh, Robert Scott Bell Show bonus round. Um, but uh, we'll do a little bit. I don't know what else did I miss. Did you miss me when I was gone, or did I talk to you far too much? You're like, leave me alone. Yeah, I mean, we were we were in contact for the better part of when when we needed to be. So, yeah, and you put together a, a good good show Sunday, of course, for the conversation, and then a Monday show, and it was uh, John Richardson uh, Jr. who's got the uh, apricots right that we talked about the kernels, the seeds, whatever. The Leitrell guy. Laetrile. Uh, but apparently when I recorded that, thankfully it was quiet enough. It was coming through the, uh, what do you call these little uh, cameras that have built-in microphones? Yeah, the webcam. Yeah, so I didn't realize that that, that happened, but you somehow made it work. And then I, I fixed it. It was simply computer. because the it, it was not, there wasn't enough ambient sound to drown you out because when you talked to me later, yeah. uh, it was coming through around. that and it was really noisy and that would not have worked. So you just so, you just got lucky. Made it work. I got yes. lucky for that one. Well, it was good. So take advantage of the RSB code to get a discount, 10% off on the Laetrile vitamin B17 amygdalin. And uh, crank it up, man. Another great, great option for you to stay strong and healthy. Uh, Kevin Tuttle's going to bed. It's after midnight, well after midnight in Israel right now. And I saw uh, on our fans of RSB show that Kevin set up on, on what is that? What is that? Telegram channel it is. Yes. Yeah, he did a little thing. He was walking like 35 minutes to go get all the groceries he needs for his wife to stay on the Gerson therapy and then walking 35 minutes back. They don't even have a car yet. So uh, transportation is a challenge for them. I don't think they, I don't think they took bikes. They have to get bikes and stuff. So it's a big deal. <laughs> I mean, they're starting over, really. It's amazing. Yes. But it was beautiful because you could see, if you're on our Telegram page, fans of RSB show, uh, as he's walking, you can see the Mediterranean Sea not too far from the hillside. He's looking down on it. Uh, really cool. So, Well, he said that uh, once they get settled in and mm. things are, are doing all right, then he's going to go ahead and come on the show. Great. So we'll get Can't wait update. for that. That'll be fun. Yep. All right. What else have we got in the chat room today? Any smart Alex? No. Any Southerners? Nope. We got, uh, let's see, over on Rumble, Gabby Rios 59 chimed in earlier yeah. in the show. Oh. Um, is that Gabby? Uh, is that um, a friend of Joni's? We met at Gabby. I don't know. This weekend, no? Yeah. Talking about the Sound of Freedom movie, uh -huh. how well it's done. Um, oh, and then, and then made a comment about the Maui fires. Uh, in the direct the, the Maui weapon? fires were not accidents, uh, Gabby says. Well, the fires were used to corral the people. There are really strange anomalies. You, you have to admit when you start looking at these things, and not all of it makes sense. Not all of it can be explained away either. But um, one of the things I read, and I don't have confirmation of this, that like either the police chief or something like that was the same guy that was in charge when Las Vegas, when that shooting from the hotel in Las Vegas happened. Mm. That's a weird coincidence, if that's true. So it's like, oh, okay, how did that, how does that happen, right? I, I'm not saying I know why or how or if it's actually accurate. You guys will have to check on that. We don't have all the time of the day to look at everything. Um, but, uh, oh, we also had Alex Jones, speaking of everything, piping in at the Red Pill Expo. It went really, really well. They had him in via Zoom, and uh, I interviewed him briefly, and then we had questions from the audience for him. It went as swimmingly smooth as possible. The video crew, which I work with now as a team uh, uh, for – how many have I done? Four or five expos, Red Pill expos? Yeah. I'm guessing four that I've emceed now. Maybe it's five. 
but each time it's gotten better and better and better. And uh, I think if you guys, they, they usually repackage this and sell this. There's a lot of great, great discussions and talks. And I just tried to hold it together to the best of my ability. Oh, I, I know. There's, there's, this is why I told my wife this this morning. This was very funny. Um, Carlene, who's been like Ed Griffin's right-hand woman for a long time, you know, with a lot of the things that they, projects they've done and really is instrumental in helping to put the, the Red Pill Expo on, among others, and the team. Her daughter does the, I think, social media for Red Pill Expo, like Instagram stuff. And and uh, Carlene came up to me at one point, you know, after a few of the MC, you know, segments in my talk, and, and her, her daughter says, Mom! And so, like, I think it was on the phone. Is that the same? Is that Robert? Is that Robert Scabell that we see? He looks diff, different. I think the word was not, it wasn't cut. It was angled, angled, angled. He's got angles. I'm like, I still don't know what that means, but Carlene assured me that it was good. It's all the young people are saying it. And it's a good thing. He's got angles. <laughs> That's what I understood it to mean. If I remembered it correctly, I still don't know it fully and understand, but it, whatever it was, it was good. You know? So young people are looking at me on stage going, he's got angles. I'm like, I, I, I okay. <laughs> I was scruffy too. She didn't say that, but I was. So, I'm unfamiliar with that one. Yeah. Anybody know about that one? You have any millennial or post-millennial children? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You've got angles. Now, Marissa is on Facebook saying the former sheriff in Las Vegas is not the governor of Nevada. I don't know. I hadn't even heard that one. Um, The only thing I heard was that somebody that was in, I guess, the police whatever is now something with the police now in Maui where this happened, that, that Vegas shooting. What's the but, relevance of that? I mean, what, what does that even mean? I mean, other than it being, Ooh, that's interesting. Well, how would I, that, how would, how would that like it, it, I think ha- it, be relevant to what it is that happened sure. there? Fair question. Know? And I think it adds to a little, of course, of era of mystery in terms of conspiracy, conspiracy. And I don't say that negatively because you know, if the guy's a sheriff or somewhere like that, and he decides it changes to where he works and decides, I think I'll go in Maui. Hey, what sheriff around in the in the country, mm-hmm. if he wanted to to go somewhere else to work, wouldn't pick Hawaii, right? I mean, yeah. And so then bad, I don't know bad happens, the details so. of it, and a lot of stuff flies that doesn't actually get pan out as accurate. Yeah. But I would say that in the case of the cover-ups associated with the Las Vegas shooting, it would be interesting to find that they're involved or like they see other crisis actors that uh, they can validate appear in these various things. And well, like, for the stuff weird. that I've heard that people are saying about the Maui thing, mm-hmm. it wouldn't matter who the sheriff is. It would be like, just a, it would be irrelevant to what it is that a lot of the other, the th- I'll just call them theories are yeah. as to what happened there. Uh, terrible. Yeah. Destruction. I mean, there a lot I mean, of children apparently died. Cow. You know, if you're going to have a fire, don't have it when you've got 80 mile an hour winds, you know, as a result of a hurricane that, you know, That's is off the is, coast or something. Yeah. Holy moly, dude. Yeah. 80 mile an hour winds and it was like a thousand degrees yeah. at, the, at, at the fire as it was going. Because, I mean, you know, yeah. wind and fire, not a good mix. Yeah, there was a presentation at the Red Pill Expo that was very, very detailed about the directed energy weapons uh, going back through the California fires. And as I said, I acknowledge, Super Don, that fires can do weird things in high winds. They can jump from place to place. But it is a, a strange anomaly when you see, for instance, a mobile home connected to a wooden porch with steps. The mobile home is completely melted and gone. 
and the steps that are made of wood right next to it, attached to it, completely unscathed, unharmed, not yeah. even singed or, or, or made black. It's, yes. When you see something like that, you go, holy wow, that's, man, that's, that's I mean, crazy. Absolutely. You, you but have it, to Robert, the problem go, is, is weird. that has happened a million times. That's not like some like thing that is just like, oh my goodness, that's never happened before. It's happened a ton of times. You know, and if you look at the, in the actually in the Maui uh, fire, mm-hmm. one of the things they were showing, there was a Catholic church that just was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And the buildings around it uh, were burned down to ashes to the ground and the church was okay. But you mm-hmm. see these things all the time. I've seen so many it, of these where for a hurricane goes right? through and destroys all. And there's like a house that's completely untouched in the, in sure. the middle of the whole thing. You know, is that, is that. But because it, it is Harp it, decided to save that guy's house. And we don't you know? know, but the, the point of bringing it up is not to, uh, it's, for us, it's not clickbait. It's about yeah. wanting an explanation. And there's nothing wrong with that. Going, all right, let, let's just find don't settle on the explain. first explanation that comes across. You know, well, and, and to say, I definitively know it's this and not this, it's kind of like those who say, we know it's, we, we don't know what it is, but we know it's not the vaccines. Yeah. That's, you can be suspicious, and I, right. I get that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I question everything. Mm-hmm. But um, some people, they just, that, you know, they're, they're looking for that kind of thing. And so they find it when something comes along. It's to me, it's it's the difference between an event happens and you go, hmm, I wonder how that happened versus this is what's happening all of the time. And then an event happens, you go, see, here's another example of how that and see, here's another example of how I'm right. And here's another example of right, where when every catastrophe is fake or is is uh, caused by a, a cabal then i yeah. you know i just i have trouble with that yeah well i get it dude totally so folks uh, i i enjoy the discussion we have here even when we discuss things we don't know much about which happened today with cyrus uh and i uh, i acknowledge that but i know there are folks in this audience that could appreciate what he was talking about and also many companies that you guys and gals have out there could uh, benefit from what he's providing in terms of uh, services. What is he providing? Web services, uh, Web cloud services, services yeah. some kind of communication Everybody services. uses that stuff. Yeah. He was making the comparison of using somebody like him versus using Amazon. Right, right. Most, yeah, it's, it's hard to find uh, web service companies that aren't using Amazon. Right. Amazon has, has pretty much dominated the market. They've mm-hmm. got their, it's called AWS, Amazon yeah. Web Services. Right, um, but we also see how <laughs> when when Amazon Web Services has a problem, then half the internet goes down too. Yeah, but using this guy here, you know, using Cyrus, you know, it's it uh, takes you out of the the group think, I guess, yes. and gives you an opportunity to have a little bit of independence. Cywest.com. Cywest.com. Yeah, right. So, did you watch any uh, preseason football this weekend? I did, but I was very tired over the weekend, mm-hmm. um, and so it's like I watched the uh, the 49er game off and on, yeah. and that sucked. The I, I hate the Raiders. He's not doing well, is he? Yeah. Well, keep in mind it's it's preseason too. Yeah. So they're not going to play 100. percent But uh, the Saints had a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a great comeback game. I don't know if you saw that or not. No, they, I, I forget even who they were playing. Oh, it was it was. Uh, Kansas City. Okay. The Saints played the Chiefs, and they had a comeback in the, in the like in the last minute. Hmm. <laughs> they were down, I think, by a couple touchdowns, uh, and then they they came back and won by a field goal. Gotcha. So that was that was a cool game. So yeah, I did watch some. Okay. I did watch some. 
And and does Q Streaming have access to the uh, uh, NFL replay? What is it called? The Red, red Zone? Zone is supposed yeah. to. I haven't yeah. tested it yet, and I won't. Okay. I will when uh, when it starts up again here. And okay, so we still have links to that if you guys want to test that out, including pay per view events. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did talk about a uh, UFC event coming up, right, with uh, Pat Militich. Yeah, it's not UFC. It's, it's um, what is it called? Oh, what's it called? It's caged uh, aggression or caged something or other. Right, but he uh, wasn't he. He's in the Hall of Fame in UFC. He is, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's total Hall of Famer. I think he's like a six-time champion. champion. Right. And I was looking at this other dude that he's he's going up against, mm-hmm. and he's got like, I mean, he's he's a kickboxer. Yeah. You know, he's he's fought like four fights ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, lost three think, of them, and think, one was a no contest. Uh, so it's all like Pat has to do is get him on the ground. Well, you know, it's it's an interesting thing because he's what Pat is fifty five, I think fifty seven now. I think fifty seven, something like that. Yeah, and and this guy he's going up against, I think, is in his thirties. Yeah, um, there. I mean, there's risk there for him, dude. There's not, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't his know motivation to do it, but they want wow. fifty bucks for the pay per view. And I was like, I don't know, but well, um, we might be able to get it through Q streaming. I, we might be able to. That's true. That's what they say. That it'll be interesting surprise. to see. It's just it's uh, what they've done is they've 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 played this up as a like a bad blood, yeah, well, grudge match type he, thing. He said it flat out. Yeah. It is based on what he what what he told. Because well, that guy I'll tell was you though, for him losing in, his in listening to him because I immediately looked it up. Yeah, and I'm like, who is this guy that he's he's going to be going up against? And apparently he. Uh, made a bunch of racial slurs and stuff like that, but towards white people. Yeah. And he had a term. I'd never heard this before. Yeah. Uh, he called white people snow roaches. Yeah, I heard that term for the first time. I was like, too. snow roach? Snow roach. Is that like, I mean, if somebody said called you a snow roach, would you be offended or it's would you not, do what it, I did and laugh? Like, yeah, what? Well, the point is, <laughs> it, it, I guess it a doesn't snow come roach? With the, the, the same sting that you know some of the the other direction, if you will, of uh, epithets used against folks of uh, more pigment, for instance. But at the same time, you know the intent is not a nice one. I agree, no. it's not a nice one. I think but, it's silly though. Yeah, I mean, really, a snow roach? Yeah, I guess you come up with anything. I try to anyway. That's a new one yeah. to me, um, but. Anyway, yeah. I guess I guess them is fighting words, right? In some places. So but the thing is with Pat, the guy did some things that caused him to lose his job as an announcer, as such. So it was very yeah. personal. Oh, yeah. What happened? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's a way to take it in the ring. Now that's the same weekend as the Health Freedom Expo, and Joni's talking about you know let's let's see if we can hire a caravan and uh, Friday after the 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 expo ride down to i think it's a two-hour ride down the highway to go see the fight and then come back that same night it's kind of crazy i'm not opposed to it because it sounds pretty cool but mm-hmm. if nothing else maybe we can ha- catch the pay-per-view of it have you ever been to see a cave match a cave cage cave match, match live before? no i've not i've only seen wrestling ra- live and i've seen um, boxing live. yeah it's it's pretty cool yeah it is pretty cool yeah lots of blood yeah. all right let me see any other questions or comments coming through before we wrap it up um, I I've got to reboot the router and modem thing here to, before I get started for the next round of stuff with Taryn Gregson. And then you saw my message about um, Jonathan Emord. Yeah, because so I got to pre-record the first hour for tomorrow because I got another training to do. And uh, I would say it's unusual, but the thought is use the opportunity to pre-record, and we we might do 
I don't know, Sacred Fire of Liberty for, for, for our first hour tomorrow. And then Thursday, you know, have a, a different show. We'll do something just because I I don't have time to pre-record two shows this week, and he you know he wants that for Thursday. So well, and you know that that it kind of thinking thinking about the strategy yes, of this, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one of your words, isn't it? No, I think but, no strategy. I've heard you say that before. Anyway, yes. yes. Anyway, uh, Emord is usually on Thursdays, right? And Thursdays are the days that we're competing with Dell Big Tree. That's right. So this would be an opportunity for the Wednesday crowd to be able to see Here, Jonathan. See Jonathan, Jonathan. Okay. I think that's a good idea. All right. So see if you can make it happen for tomorrow. Uh, let me just look real quick on the as this we're in bonus round. This is the stuff we talk about. Uh, tomorrow is the sixteenth, and I would say eleven would be one a one p.m. See if you can do twelve thirty or one p.m. tomorrow. This time. Uh, 12.30 or 1 p.m. his time. Eastern Coast time. East Coast time, yeah. 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 Anyway, that would be great. So we, we might get Jonathan on for the first hour tomorrow. Uh, and then Thursday, we'll have a wide open show. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Sound good? Sounds good to me. That solves two, the two birds with one stone scenario. That's right. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, making fun of me, Super Don, with my language. Stoop. Yes. Stoop down. Don't get. Don't hit your head. See, that's another way you can use the word stoop. Stoop rhymes with poop. It does. And that's ask right. ask your doctor how many times he's pooped today. That's right. And you'll know whether you want to hire him. All right, folks. Thanks for being here. Uh, God willing, we'll see you less than twenty two hours from now with more of the Robert Chappell Show. Have a good day. <laughs>